0: Why, hello, Mister Nicholas. We ne- meet at last. Oh, I'm not. I'm not Mister Nicholas. What are, you, what are you talking about? And <laughs> <I, I'm... laughs> or should I call you Double O Sound?
1: I, I've no. I've no idea what you're talking about, sir.
0: While you were at my delicious cabaret party, I had my secret henchman, played, of course, by oh, uh, let's say Tim, you were a Morrison. Yeah, Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim would do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Has Cliff been in a Bond film? Seems like Cliff could could do it. Lance McCoury mm. was a, was obviously in any way. Uh, take a photo of you with a camera, which was not a camera. Yeah, it was in his ring. I was wondering why that ring was so big and <laughs> shaped like a camera, and the the flashing.
1: Uh, and, and I, I thought had, that was just the sun glinting off of it.
0: I had it rapidly. Uh, developed and scanned by, by by robin williams yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's a whole <laughs> mm, mm, Ms. mr nicholas and double o sound may i call you that's a whole other story <laughs> um uh, and i had you identified and you are not in fact Ebwabo. <laughs> sorry Ebwab de mimsy <laughs> Who you claim to be? I I, I am. I am Edward de Mimsy (laughs) Porpington. You no. You can wear all the peacock's feathers in your hair you like, but you will not deceive me. I know you're the greatest of espionage. I
1: I I put that feather in my cap,
0: but I. How does that fucking rhyme in? Very droll, Mister Nicholas. Very droll. But by now, I can see you've worked out that my plan to put on a podcast called Shite and sound in which i the nefarious youth of shite watch one film from the bfi's top 100 list and then another film that is like it in some way and i've got to tell you now as much as i used my cover of studying a radio station in albania i knew someone would see through it and i'm glad that it would be someone with and so personal a connection.
1: Fine, yeah. That actually sounds pretty good. I'll take. I'll take off my Ibwab de d- Mimsy Porpington mask.
0: Mister Nicholas, please attach your skin again. No,
1: <laughs> you've gloved no, your I'll, face. I'm doing this Hellraiser style.
0: <laughs> Hellraiser style is the secret menu item <laughs> in the restaurant in Hell, right? Yeah. Um. Now It just means your food is full of pins. <laughs> but I have to say... Or CDs. Why did <laughs> the Secret Service you work for, New Zealand Spies... Limited. <laughs> Limited <laughs> Incorporated Est 2021, um, send you after me because nothing I'm doing here is a crime. But
1: what about... That giant sack full of microprocessors over in the corner there. Hmm. Huh. The, 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 the ones you bought in, in Boston while while people were being the departed. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who was buying those microprocessors the whole time.
0: Look, there's simply a chip shortage on right now. And if people want Ryzen 5 3600Xs at, at sticker price, well, they'll have to go through someone.
1: You truly are nefarious.
0: I was, uh, I got to tell you that this bit was going to be about me being quite bad at being a bond villain. Yeah. And, and then and just- then you
1: start doing it and you're like, actually I'm incredible.
0: <laughs> like, and, no, so I can make the point that like, like Christopher Walken op- and View to a Kill, obviously a great bond villain. Yeah. Um, and it's harder than you think, but no, like J- James, James Mason and North Northwest, great bond villain. Oh, like, like absolutely. Yeah toby stevens and uh die another day <laughs> great bond villain yeah uh christoph waltz he, he is a good yeah, Bond yeah. villain it's just not and that's why i was trying to imply that you were my brother because, remember? Right, the remember personal how, connection? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how? I thought it
1: was just because I'm someone who uh, who likes North by Northwest a lot, and that was the personal connection.
0: <laughs> just Do you remember, Inspector, how, like, the twist is he's blowfield, fucking obviously, but yeah. the interesting thing with it is that Blowfield is James Bond's brother? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, he's he's the architect of all his pain. That's a good line. Lo- yeah, like, yeah. The images from that film are incredible, yeah. but it's just so, you don't, yeah, it's it's, it doesn't a bit mean a bit much. a bit. Yeah. I, I
1: think, think it's, so it's, it's, it's just, it's just like the scene in the evil death where a woman is f- by a dream, but it's, it's a bit much. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. I don't know how to bleep live, <laughs> but I can, I can find out anyway. I, my pitch was gonna be finn you should have a go i think you should have a go. like it's great fun being a bond villain so you should like let's we'll just i'll just build a scene hmm why mr nicholas thanks for inviting me up to your boudoir <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it you fucking idiots
1: you shoot him straight away <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we're watching number 53 on the Sight and Sound list, North by Northwest, the comic caper spy thriller that marked the final collaboration between Alfred Hitchcock and Cary Grant. Our second film this week, is A View to a Kill, the comic caper spy thriller that marked the final collaboration between Roger Moore and topless (laughs) 24-year-olds. North by
0: Elijah Wood.
1: Yes. Number 53 on the Sight and Sound List is North starring Elijah Wood, directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, everyone loves it. Yeah. One of the earliest uh, film roles of Scarlett Johansson.
0: Um, uh, universally beloved is what I call it. Yeah. Now, everyone loves that film. Yes. What if I told you, you think, you think that film of a, a monstrous child uh, having a terrible dream about how his parents from Seinfeld, like, he divorced? I don't know, fuck, who knows. Yeah, um, I think
1: he gets emancipated from his parents because they're slightly mean to him once or something. Yeah.
0: What if... I mean,
1: he has to hang out with Bruce Willis a bunch as punishment. Yeah, what, could, what if I told you you could improve that film? Uh-huh. I know you
0: don't think it's possible, but what if it was North by Northwest?
1: Oh, so it's a movie North, but directed by the son of Kim and Kanye?
0: No, uh, it, it's directed by Alfred Hitchcock, oh. from His Idea, written by Ernest Lehman, Cary Grant, Eva Marie Saint, Mames Jason, Martin Landau.
1: Yeah. Leo G. Carroll. And some 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 heavy hitters in this one.
0: What if I told you that it is, in fact, from 40 years before North? That's how oh. good it is. It's from oh, yeah. before North. And it kind of, if not invented, but like codified espionage action as a genre
1: that sounds great because i've already i've always been thinking there's not enough espionage action in
0: in the movie north um i mean there's some the whole thing is kind of a a spy routine if you think about it um mm-hmm. which you shouldn't because that's what i believe uh, the psychiatrists council in the world <laughs> have labeled an <as laughs> unacceptable <laughs> thought yeah.
1: labeled it as the first sign of madness <laughs>
0: I believe it's one whole side of the dark triad <laughs> of evil personality traits. Um it's thinking about the film North. Yeah,
1: it's thinking about it's thinking about the film North and in Iraq and Afghanistan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good combining references. there is good. Um it, and I've got one, there's only one way you could top it. Because that, mm-hmm. fa- that film sounds appealing, right, Finn? It certainly does. You want to see it. Yeah. There's only one thing that can make it better. What if I told you you watched it with me earlier
2: today?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's right, buddy. <laughs> earlier, before A View to a Kill, yeah. remember how we watched a... A, oh a I I, I sat on that
1: couch and I <laughs> looked at a screen for 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 like two and a bit hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I remember that now. <laughs> crazy <Yeah>. crazy times.
0: <laughs> good film, man. Yeah, good yeah.
1: film.
0: Yeah, what do you think?
1: Oh you know. Uh, like it a lot. Uh,
0: it's an interesting film to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean like it's not it's not Hitchcock's best. It's not his worst. Hmm? It's as like it's I mean it's a hell of a career. When like no one's arguing it's his masterpiece, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure
1: I'm sure some people are. I mean, there are people who put this in their top ten movies of all time to to send to the BFI. So I think mean, some people think this is a masterpiece.
0: I I i mean, with the amount of Hitchcock on this list, mm. I think there are a lot of people who are just like, I'm just going to send in a whole <laughs> just <laughs> Hitchcock. He's the only director. Um, I think mainly. I think. A lot of his current living relatives, I think a lot of the members of the Hitchcock estate, uh, uh, were invited due to a clerical (laughs) error. That's why.
1: Yeah. Good old Patricia.
0: North by Northwest (laughs) Finn.
1: Yes. It's about- Okay, Nah. Hey, there's nothing to say about this movie.
0: What do you think of it?
1: This is the third time that I've seen uh, North by Northwest, I think. Yeah. For you, this is like second tier Hitchcock, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's yeah. the top. I think it is the top of the second tier, right? Yeah, and, and that is just because I think, um Vertigo, Rear Window, and Psycho question mark mm. again. And we'll, we'll yeah, a long, we'll, we'll we'll get to Psycho. uh are, are so golden, mm. um, that they they stand above the others. And like the second tier is like North by Northwest, Dilem for Murder. Mm. I love Lifeboat, uh, mm. um, and. Oh, maybe rope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and strangers on a train. Yeah, like it's still a, a good and, tier. And,
1: and like and like twelve other ones that we can't remember yeah, right now. Yeah,
0: you know, it's not. It's it's. I just think it's part of the main pack. I right, don't think. Yeah. It, I don't think it's a golden child. I think this is a film um where its biggest legacy is in what it influenced rather than what it is itself. Which is not to say that's not me being like. I get that the whole thing is like you're kind of going for the Raymond Chandler. The plot doesn't matter; it's the beat. Yeah. To the point where, of course, there's the famous scene where he meets up with the British spy, who's like, "I'll explain the plot now," and then the a plane is so loud you don't hear it.
1: I mean, he's not a British spy. That's 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 Leo G. Carroll, who's like the who who's in like the CIA. But he's British. He- no, he's ju- he's just old.
0: Yeah, he's just old and speaking in a transatlantic accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, no, anyway, the spy. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh.
1: The the professor is what that character is called. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's of course. And as cool as it is when he's out on those planes and that plane is coming for mm-hmm. him, and I, th- I think that is the the great success of this film is that sequence. Yeah. But, with, for obvious fucking reasons. Uh, iconic for a reason. Um, But like... Him on Mount Rushmore is always, every, like, I find underwhelming.
1: Yeah. It's not one of Hitchcock's strongest set pieces.
0: Um, And a lot of the rest of it is talk. And, like, there, there's fun, you know, there, there's hiding on the train. There's – but there's not I, – I kind of want – and it is, like, you remember, like, the 2 tight ty- like, the scuffle at the auction – and the killing of the guy at the UN the uh, are incredible moments that feel like they should be incredible sequences, you know, uh, and instead of it being like literally two shots of a guy is talking, there's a knife in his back yeah, and, yeah. and suddenly Cary Grant is whole, it just feels uh, like, and like what, and like how it does it is. Yeah. That like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I sound like, and it is just the fact that like, R- real window has been imitated so many times mm. and i don't think ever really bettered yeah i think a lot of things have imitated north by northwest and bettered it
1: right i think we we, we did a fair bit of hitchcock talk last uh, last time yeah so let's let, let's let's do some cary grant talk this
0: time yeah what are your feelings on cary grant i mean the key thing to know about mm. cary grant is that his name was Archibald Lee. Yeah. Which is just a much better name. <laughs> I like, I don't like, I have like, cause Cagran was so clearly someone so defined by star persona. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that he is someone who is, who is an icon. And yet, because I haven't gone that deep into the old film-o, um, I, I do. I think of him as, the lead in North by Northwest and the lead in, um, mm-hmm. his girl Friday. Right, and yeah. Um, Oh, come on. There's, there's absolutely definitely more,
1: uh, the, um, the, uh, the, the Philadelphia story, uh, to catch a thief. Uh, so I, I, I was, I was looking through arsenic
0: and old lace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, obviously I find him very compelling, mm. but it is, uh, off mic, we were talking about Heat, and it is like, heat is great. But so much of the promise of hate comes from it being shaped uh, uh, as two like inverse triangles of these two plots that converge in the middle of the film of them in the coffee shop, uh, uh, which is, you know, an all time five out of five scene. Yeah. But so like at least one and a half of those stars and it being a five star scene it is growing up and coming from a world in which Pacino and De Niro are big things, mm. you know? And so the thing I wish I had with Cary Grant was was living in a world where he was the thing, yeah. you know? And, and because that feels like such a part of um, this film especially uh, in in how much it is kind of taking a Cary Grant protagonist and then being like, and what if he just went through just a whole fucking heap of shit? Yes. Uh, 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 none of which really makes sense. But like, he's, he's great, good and fun. I just don't, I'm, I don't feel strongly attached to him. Right, yeah. Um. I think he is better at comedy than he is at drama. Yes. Um, but that's not, I think, that controversial mm. a take. Like, as much as his Girl Friday's film about a man harassing his wife, uh, it is. His, his, ex, his ex-wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it does. He wants
1: her to uh, n- not start a new life without him <laughs> because he's more important. I mean, we've all
0: been there, right? No. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I've been, yeah, I mean, oh no, I've got, I've got some very apologetic <laughs> emails to write.
1: Although that's that, that's pretty much always true for you, right? Well, that is too real. <laughs> <laughs> So by this point, Cary Grant had been in movies for twenty seven years. Yeah, his first film is is in nineteen thirty two. This yeah. is the night. And and he, he does he does eight films in nineteen thirty two. He starts off like uncr he starts off uncredited and then moves up to like fourth or fifth build, and then by the end of the year he is he is the like romantic lead of like Marlene Dietrich movies. Like they're, they're,
0: it is yeah yeah like he the, is one
1: one of one of the craziest years that anyone has ever had in movies yeah
0: him and um that year in the nineties for Jim Carrey mm. like
1: yeah yeah so it starts off with him being uncredited and ends up he is the he is the romantic lead uh, he's the lead in like in in Madam Butterfly he's the lead in Blonde Venus with Marlene Dietrich he's the lead in a movie called Hot uh, called Hot Saturday it's like crazy crazy shit
0: that film's about me on saturday and
1: then so he's he's mostly in, in sort of like light dramas and and a, a couple of yeah and you know kind of light light dramas and like, like melodramas romance type stuff then when like screwball comedies start being made he is in those very early on yeah and he makes probably v2 defining screwball comedies he makes bringing up baby
0: and his girl friday yeah On bringing up baby Shit, I always forget it's him and Bringing Out mm, yeah. Baby. Man, Bringing Out Baby is so good, though. Um, I don't know. I, w- I would put, uh oh, it feels bad not to have a. St- oh, is Bringing Out Baby Preston Sturgis? No, it feels no bad it's It's not- Hawks. It feels bad not to have a Sturgis in there. And yeah. So you'd like Lady Eve, maybe, or mm. Sullivan's Travels. Yeah. Or All Hail the Conquering Hero. You know, one of the.
1: Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so he starts doing screwball comedies. I mean, he's mostly doing comedies for four or five years and then he does uh then he does a movie called suspicion which is his first movie with hitchcock yeah which is uh, the only one of his hitchcock films i have not seen that's with him and joan fontaine in 1941 and then he starts to do more serious stuff he starts to do he starts to do thrillers uh but but he's still doing the comics he's still doing things like arsenic and Old Lace then 5 years later he does his second Hitchcock film which is called Notorious yeah of him and ingrid bergman it's which, about biggie yeah which which is a very good film where ingrid bergman is the daughter of a nazi spy living in america and uh she is uh, she is basically told by the american government you need to go to brazil and and get in good with this group of uh, secret like nazi holdouts yeah. so that we can so we can take them down and yeah it's like her and Cary grant are uh, the two Americans, and they're falling in love while she is, while she has to pretend to be in love with this with this Nazi. Then nine years later, he does his next Hitchcock film, To Catch a Thief. Yeah, which I think is almost top tier to Hitchcock, if it wasn't for the fact that it kind of lags near the end a lot.
0: I like I buy the tension of that film through to the end, mm-hmm. but I understand that that is like. Really liking To Catch a Thief is maybe my most controversial Hitchcock. Oh, take. I,
1: I yeah, I I also really like yeah. To Catch a Thief. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's like it might be Grace Kelly's best performance in one of his movies. I, I think Carrie yeah, Grant is that. so yeah. effortlessly charming in it, and it's the best looking movie Hitchcock ever made. Like maybe people could argue Vertigo, but I, I think it's I think it's To Catch a Thief, Uh, and. Yeah, so then when when four years after after that he does uh, he 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 does North by Northwest and ends his uh, ends his like almost twenty year collaboration with Hitchcock.
0: Well, and it wasn't long until like six years later he doesn't make any more films. Yeah. you know, uh, no six films later, which is also six years later he doesn't make any more films. Yeah. you know. Uh, his
1: his last like major film is Charade which is like a Hitchcock pastiche.
0: Yeah, and then uh, there's a couple after that, yeah. but they're not Yeah, they're not they're not biggies. Mm. Um and that's cuz he was feeling he was getting old. Yeah.
1: Right. Um which you can, you know, you 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 could already sense in this film.
0: Well, and what I like about North by Northwest which is like that fact juxtaposes I think hard against a View to a Kill, yes. which is a, a film about a 57-year-old man just desperately trying not to die. Yeah. And, but also be like, no, I'm 30. Oh god, I'm 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 30. I was he was forty nine when they cast him. He just like 45? Like he was too old. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh that's Roger Moore I'm talking about. But what I li- and what they could have leaned into and which is kind of the thing they've tried to lean into in the Bond films with Craig, yeah, is the idea that this is a guy who has passed his prime, who is it is much more about survival and getting through shit. He, it's not hot or or cool. I mean, it is a bit hot and cold, yeah, but it's not the hot and coolness of yeah, like it,
1: it, it's it's mostly hot and cool in Casino Royale,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, like when when Quantum of Solace succeeds, it's hot and cold, yeah. Um, and then. They were like, we need to reboot this. So they made Skyfall, which is about how now James Bond is old. And you're like, but the whole pitch was the Daniel anyway. Um, uh, I'm sure we'll eventually get to talk about my complex feelings about the chronology of Daniel Craig Bond films. Because um, remember how in Casino Royale, he's just joined. Yes. and then He's he's, he's the new guy. In, it in, ends with him getting his license to kill. And in, in, in like two or three in universe years, in Skyfall, it's like everyone else has watched every other Bond film and is like, Oh, you're tired and old. And you're like, mm, yeah. If you're going to try and have continuity, you know, yeah. you don't, and which you don't need to. No, because like, it's
1: James Bond. The continuity of the series explicitly does not matter.
0: Well, and the thing, uh, allegedly, the thing that the uh, the reason both Tarantino and Nolan's Bond films won't be made is that they both wanted to do like little bottle films where they cast their own bond. They make, they make their own thing. They don't fuck with anything else. Right. And Aeon Productions was like, no, 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 no. We, we have a line. And it's like, no, that's,
1: we're building a cinematic universe here. But It's
0: like, what? Like, don't do that. Yeah. Just like, just let,
1: just let good directors make films for you.
0: Yeah. Like, and just do whatever the fuck they want. And also that way you can get like, if every three years there was a Bond film with a new like, oh, can't wait until twenty twenty four. Jamie Foxx is Bond, like that, like you know. But and it's we don't have to be like oh, what does that mean? It's because we know that two years after that we're gonna get Nicholas Holt, and then we're gonna get a Olivia Coleman, you know, like, like riff. Anyway, um, uh, Eon Productions, if you're listening. I know better than you do.
1: You've 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 got a seventy-five page memo he is sending <laughs> to you. To so uh, get 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 your fax machine ready. It's
0: 0075 pages. Um, it was going to be just seven pages, but anyway. And yeah, and like the the bits of North by Northwest that I like are about his age, are about the fact that he's graying at the temples, mm. and, and about the fact that like.
1: He's he's kind of too old to be this, like, looking of like what what he is at the beginning of the film, which is this like this ad executive who's sort of running around town and yeah. n- not really doing anything important or useful.
0: Yeah, and he's got an ex-wife and, and
1: he's kids, got two ex-wives. He's
0: got two ex-wives, kids, and two bartenders he's looking after. You know, yeah. um, and, and that is, and like they like Connery wanted to lean into that and never say never again, mm. and they they didn't like it just I want this film to be a thriller minute and, and I think because I don't have that close association with Cary Grant like my major star moment in this film is always like oh that's right there's heaps of Martin Landau in this yeah and he's just, lo- just
1: sort of standing in the background and he
0: looks like an evil dolphin <laughs> like this slick hammer wrapped in plastic um like
1: also, please, please, please don't, uh, please don't feed plastic to dolphins. It's very bad for them.
0: I think Unless I consider, they ask
1: real nice, I consider
0: it immunizing them. Yeah, just give them, just
1: give them little bits.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, what's wrong with that? Nah. Name what? Tell me.
1: Uh, uh, uh might kill them. It uh, builds up in their stomach over time, and then they die. What's your Cary Grant take? I mean. So I, I think I've seen him in like a few more films than you, but still, like he, he's he, he 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 made like a hundred movies, and I've seen eight of them. He's one of those people who I think works for me when he is doing comedy because he is incredibly handsome and incredibly charismatic, and he he has he has great comedic timing. And when he's asked to play like thriller scenes, he's oh, I mean, in in the film Notorious, he has like no jokes in that, and he I think he's really good in that. Yeah, so I'm. Yeah, I I, I, I think he he is someone who is just like incredibly funny and a fantastic screen presence. And I, yeah, I I I always enjoy seeing him in movies. I'm I'm never like blown away by him particularly, but I'm always like, yeah, this 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 like, but like this, this is the sort of guy who like movies were made to show us.
0: Yeah, but that's also like so much of that comes out of and obviously he is British himself. Could not not be British with the name Archibald Leach. Um, but there's also I oh, I don't know like him as a screen mm. idol is so the picture of a screen idol yeah, yeah. that is that echoes throughout it. He is not the you know he's not the only one who looks like this, and I I feel kind of inherently resistant to it because it's so kind of to me clearly like this is what you like, you know mm. the, this is good this this strapping white daddy um and which is yeah i don't know it, it it speaks to imperialism uh the idea which he the amount he is centered and that's because the past is imperial uh as 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 the future seems to be anyway uh let's shoot elon musk's ro- rocket down um so opening credits saul bass kinetic typography uh, these names flying up the side uh, of a big old skyscraper yeah they look great yeah they've aged incredibly well it's one of saul bass's best title scenes i think yeah and a lot like his best like hello hello not a place called vertigo mm. or he's a real american psycho so in this skyscraper works a man
1: roger thornhill he, he's, he's he's how do he, we meet him uh, I th- I think I was looking away from the screen at that point. Is is, is he just walking with the secretary? Yeah, yeah, it's, right, a, yeah, it's yeah.
0: a good old walk and walk and talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's walking from the building with the secretary. He's going out to lunch, and uh yeah, she, she's coming to get a cab with him because she's going home for the day. I think. And we first see them like coming out of a building, and there's a guy who's hailing a cab, and and he he runs over with the secretary and says, "Oh, I've got a very sick woman here," and and like and steals this guy's cab and and rides off.
0: This guy's fast talking. He wheels. Yeah. he deals. He's 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 a he's a he's a real cad. He goes to uh, a hotel bar, and there's two thugs there. They're looking for someone. They're looking for George Kaplan, and here a waiter paging him. And through a, a complex misunderstanding, they think old executive advertising advertising executive mm-hmm. it's his full title. <laughs> executive advertising <laughs> advertising executive. Uh Rojo Thorny. Um Roger mm-hmm. Thornberry.
1: Uh well, he's he's one of the Thornbirds.
0: <laughs> and uh he's Bella Thorne's father. <laughs> uh, you know Bella Thorne from OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> like not all of the cast of the Disney Channel series Shake It Up, Shake It Up, could turn out to be Zendaya's. You know, no. Um, but so these two street thugs, they think Roger Thorno, mm. Bella Thorne's dad Um, uh, uh, is, is, George Kaplan, is George Kaplan? They so- kidnap him. Yeah. Taken to a luxurious estate. Yeah, and and like Glencoe.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's it's, it's somewhere just outside of New York City where fancy people live. It's a big mansion with lots of grounds. They drive him up to a door, they take him inside and uh, Martin Landau's there. Scary, scary guy.
0: And I think this was the point when I said, like, when I think of men in Hitchcock films, I think of Martin Landau in this film. Which is like the slick back hair, this tall, just like chiseled face, that's so smooth, so serene, and so tan in these just immaculate, like not bright but popping suits. Mm. And I just, yeah, no, I always forget how attracted to Martin Landau I am. in this film is is what is is the sh- is the short part to the long answer. Mains Jason is is there, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Lester Townsend." Um and, and and he
1: he's yeah you know, he's 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 saying like
0: we yeah, we so you, you know you're George Kaplan. is so there's, there's no need for games yeah and Thornhill is like but, but what I don't know mm, not yeah, at all
1: uh, yeah I don't know what you're talking about I'm and, and because so, he's. Okay, because here's the thing. He's actually, he's not George Kaplan. Yeah,
0: I mean, we know that, but they but don't. They don't. Well, which brings up the interesting thing um, about this film uh, in terms of where it sits in Hitchcock's uh, mm-hmm. um is that, he, uh, is that Hitchcock, like, yeah, his famous example of tension, not to repeat last week, mm-hmm. the bomb under the table. We yeah. know the bomb's there, they don't. This is a film where all of the tension is that we know all of the time yes um where it is that that we know that there is a misunderstanding going on we know the nature of the misunderstanding and we know how it is going bad and, and like so like the joke about like the you know the plot is hidden by the plane is that like that's the details of the that's the schmoo schmoo that would be the techno babble in a, in yeah. a star trek film um, and yeah, I I think that is interesting, especially because uh, uh, Lehman, <laughs> Ernest Lehman, who was commissioned by Hitchcock to write this film from an idea Hitchcock had. About a man getting stuck in Abraham Lincoln's nose. Yeah. And, uh, and so, of course, its working title was The Man in Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> Nose, uh, and, and which they updated to The Man on Lincoln's
1: Nose. And then The Man Who Sneezed in Lincoln's Nose. And then they're like, fuck, this sucks. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write <why> something better.
0: <laughs> I it, It's just like... What is it? Oh, there's a Ph. linguistics PhD in this, but like the man in Lincoln's nose is an ugly sentence, right? Yes. And not appealingly ugly. It is just like, but nah. Yeah, no.
1: nah. If, if John Waters heard the man in Lincoln's nose, he'd be like, no. No.
0: And it's like, yeah, it's not even like. Now, if John, yeah.
1: if John Waters heard the phrase the man in Lincoln's can't, he'd be like, yes, I'm making this
0: movie. Are you happy with that? Happy with that, Joe? You don't want another take on it?
1: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I I'll, fucking I'll, thought I'll, I'll so. I'll totally do it again give him a French accent. Okay. Uh-huh. If uh, John Waters heard uh, the phrase, uh, the
0: man in Lincoln's County would have said, Laws, oh, I should make this movie. Uh, and so at least the t- Townsend uh, does not listen to Thornhill yeah. and, and arranges he, his He keeps
1: insisting that he's a spy. Yeah. Yeah, so he he gets his uh, gets his goons to to like uh, to pour a bunch of to pour a bunch of like scotch down uh, down, uh, down 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 Thornhill's throat to uh, to get him drunk, Then they they put him in a car and they're going to they're going to drive him off a cliff. But
0: right at the last second, uh, yeah. sorry, I've just remembered the thought I was trying to complete earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when uh, yeah Lehman who. who <laughs> Lehman, uh, uh, who was commissioned to write this mm. film for, for Alfred Hitchcock uh, based off the nose thing we just mm. talked about uh, for us about five minutes ago but anyway, I'm, I'm rearranging time because I, I have that power um, and had uh, uh, this was uh, their first collaboration um, but like he went on to he adapted Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, he, he adapted The Sound of Music, he adapted West Side Story, um, he had adapted King and I but, like, his goal, all success. Yeah. Um, his goal to write this was, and like, this is the second line uh, of North by Northwest Wikipedia page, was to write the Hitchcock picture to end all Hitchcock pictures. Uh, and that someone with that idea was like, actually, this is going to operate on the opposite of, mm. of how he works. Because, like, the traditional Hitchcock mm. angle on this would be you would play the misunderstanding for a lot longer in that for like so much of the film, like, like Cary Grant would think he was doing like he was, mm. you know, w- wouldn't understand he had been mis uh, yeah. uh, misidentified. Only we would know that. And so that this film is more free with information in a film about people hiding things. Mm is is interesting
1: yeah. within like 10 minutes he he realizes that he's been misidentified yeah. and then by like 25 minutes he he just decides to take on this identity and yeah. and do all the stuff that 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 a spy would do
0: yeah we are with him we're we're lockstep with mm. him for so much of it and i think i think part of that is about having a transparency with the audience if you're going to make a film that is about a kind of spectacle and maneuvering you want to give them in terms of the narrative information, a very uh, open view uh, of the playing field when the spectacle, so much uh, of espionage action as it moves forward is about withholding information. Yeah. Um, And that like that. And I think that's better possibly like, I guess like, I mean it, it, it definitely makes things like more thrilling usually. Well and and like that's that's why I'm saying that like I think the film that's one of the key things in 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 a film like this is a film where like you get it and you follow it. Mm. You you know and yeah. like you can do a film like that that also surprises you. Uh and like its biggest sense of a reveal is is, is Eva Marie Saint being revealed to to work for the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, uh as well and even then there's a real sense of like you know the kind of film this is. She seems to know a little too much. Um, you, you kind of guess it, but anyway. So uh, he survives the, them trying to take him out. Yeah, he he,
1: gets- he goes on a big drive, which kind of mirrors a scene at at the beginning of Notorious, where he's at a party at Ingrid Bergman's house, yeah. and she gets drunk because her dad has just been like sentenced to death for being a spy. And she, she 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 gets drunk and he's very I mean. She like takes him on a drive and they get pulled over by the police for speeding while while she's very drunk.
0: And yeah, in this case, as you say, the, the roles are kind of flipped, mm. and we get kind of a, a sequence uh, of of him being like, "I just need to explain what's going on to people. I'm gonna try and explain to the cops. I'll try and explain to my mum," and, and they're like. Ah, where who knows what's going on? Nah, that sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, and so uh, let, let, let's talk about his mum for a
1: second. So, uh, uh, so that, that that is the character of Clara Thornhill. Yeah, she, and she, she's played by by an actress called Jessie Royce Landis. Yeah, the other film of note she was in was a previous Hitchcock Grant film, To Catch a Thief, where she played Grace Kelly's mum. Oh yeah, uh, which is uh, there is a, a believable age difference there uh because she, she is uh something like 24 years older than grace kelly but in this film where she is playing uh, carrie grant's mom she is uh, uh she is i i believe uh, six months younger than than carrie grant
0: yeah no they're they're and she's made up to look older mm. um but it is still uh they're uh pretty lol <laughs> yes is, is how i would t- yeah it <laughs> I feel like you just, I think it's one of those things that's so clearly a convention of its time yeah, yeah. that you, you forgive it. Um, anyway, um, the, yeah. So he, he's, he's, he's taken in front of a court uh, yeah. for,
1: for, 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 drunk driving. And he, he tells them, no, I was, I like, I, I was, I, I was kidnapped and assaulted by these people at this house. They got me drunk and tried to kill me. And so they go back to the house with the police and uh it's all it's all different now the The couch cushions which were soaked in in scotch have been have been washed the the cabinet that was full of alcohol is now full of books yeah and- the, and the, the, there's a woman there claiming to be Townsend's wife, and she says, "Oh, we are so worried about you you." Well, you had a bit too much to drink last night, didn't you? But i are so glad you got home safe. Yeah, and he's he's trying to tell everyone, no, no, it's all it was all different. These people are fucking with you. Yeah, and no, no one believes him because he's just a he's just a drunk playboy.
0: And they're like this, and and his wife is like, he's a United Nations diplomat. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just important to get that
1: information. He, he he. Yeah. So he's like, I'll I'll get to the bottom of this. I'll go I'll go see. I'll go see Leicester Townsend and, you know, I'll cl- clear this all up. So he goes to the United Nations and we see, in- we see the inside of the Uni- United Nations. And before Nations. then there's
0: the brief bit where him and his mum go to Kaplan's hotel room and they get the call and escape, then they go to the UN. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, anyway, it doesn't, there's that little sequence. Right, yeah, yeah. So when he was meeting Townsend the first time,
1: Townsend, like, rid out a list of all the hotel rooms he'd stayed in recently and where he's going to be staying in the future to, like, prove... We know that you're George Kaplan. We know you've stayed here and here. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes to the hotel room and realizes that... None of the staff at the hotel have ever seen George Kaplan before.
0: There's a phone call from the thugs. Mm. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, so Um,
1: he goes to the UN and he goes inside the building where the entire interior essentially is this incredible, like, modernist matte painting of the inside of a building. Yeah. It is beautiful.
0: I I feel like visiting the the UN General Assembly in New York would, would be a moment of real awe only really ruined by the fact that it doesn't look like this. Yeah. Um it is it is like who did this sets on like the like the like calling a Hitchcock film beautiful is at this point a cliche. This this film was shot by Robert Burks who is his regular yes. guy. He shot um all, almost all of them um and, and he shot most importantly we should have we should have mentioned him last week because he shot her window. Yes. But like um uh yeah this film just looks beautiful it's vista vision it's technicolor there, there's this real oh it, it, it's heightened and in and, and textural yes um there's always a sense of depth to it and as the film goes on and gets more and more back projection heavy uh, uh that it is interesting how he weaves how hitchcock weaves that sense of depth into it so early so that when we get to those moments, they feel it feels natural. It feels like an evolution yeah. of of the game. But but yeah. So he meets up with Townsend,
1: who who's is a, not who's,
0: who's not James Mason. He's a, he's a new guy, and he's like, oh okay, I understand what's going on here. Let me just explain the plot. <laughs> but one of the thugs
1: is an expert knife thrower. Yeah, and uh, from across the room, throws a knife into the real Townsend's back, and he uh, slumps over, and. Uh, <sighs> You know what uh, this 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 Roger Thornhill got the worst luck as 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 Townsend slumps over Cary Grant goes to like hold him and he grabs the knife and pulls the knife out of his back i mean yeah. it looks like he's it looks like he's dead for guy, and someone's standing there with a giant camera and takes a big takes takes a cam takes a photo with a big flash yeah and I mean you see a picture of of Cary Grant just holding a knife going." Oh. <laughs> uh it's great yeah and it it, it is it is very silly and it knows it's very silly
0: and i i I, yeah i just wish this had been the final click of a ticking sequence of building suspense rather than a a weird flurried moment you know yeah um anyway so he's like oh well uh i i gotta go um and, and uh he continues his attempt to find the real Kaplan.
1: Yes, but uh, f- uh, first he has to flee town. Yeah, because uh, he is a wanted murderer now. Yeah, so yeah, there's, there's a there's a a scene uh, there's a scene in Grand Central Station where he yeah. has to evade the police and tr- and try and get onto a train.
0: Yeah, as I as I said, to you, my favourite second favourite espionage sequence in Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. The other being. Uh, episode four oh one of Mr. Robot. Check it out.
1: Uh so he he, he gets on a train, he's almost caught he's almost caught by the police. Yeah. But uh uh but a woman played by Eva Marie Saint. Uh yeah. she she sends the police off in the other direction. Yeah. And then she she's we we never see her again. She's she, she's essentially an extra.
0: Yeah. It's weird because she does get second billing, yeah. but like it's only you know.
1: Oh, old old movies are weird like that.
0: I mean, modern movies are also weird like that. Yeah,
1: actually, modern movies are really weirder like that than old movies. Uh,
0: I think they're all weird, and it should be by inches of film. <laughs> you, your face appears mm-hmm. on. Um, no, uh, every it should be like a our video game. Every the end credits of a film should be alphabetical by surname. Uh, of, of everyone involved mm. yeah with with their job next to it let's not go full valve ben looks like he's about to say something i will mm. not give him that chance so he sneaks on a train it's going to chicago he yeah. wants to do some improv classes yeah but, but, but,
1: but the thing is he hasn't decided whether he wants to go to whether he wants to go to improv olympic or the ucb and or second city and he's he's you know he he's only got like he's got a, he's got like
0: a two day train ride to to figure that out. Yeah, and um, on board he meets Eve Kendall, uh, yeah. who who is Eva Marie Saint, uh, yeah. so named because I I don't think Eve Marie Saint is able to know like she can't she's like I can't like Andre Benjamin saying he couldn't really see himself in four brothers because he couldn't be a brother because he's an only child. Eve Marie Saint's like, yeah I just don't think I could have a name other than Eve or Eva. Yep. Uh, sorry, I should use her full name. Neon Genesis Evangelion mm. Marie Saint Nicholas Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. The third.
2: Starring Tim Allen. Santa Claus.
0: They mate. They have dinner in the, the dinner cart. Yep. Dinner carriage. Mm, car. Yep. The the, the the dining car, the dining, yeah, we we got there in the end. Yeah, we know words. Um, uh, we've been on trains before, and you know they 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 smoke cigarettes. They mm. they they flirt a bit, and they they admire the 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 definitely their real uh, view out the window. Yep, um, they 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 talk about his monogrammed uh, matches, and. She completes the thought brain. Uh, she. Uh, the police are coming. They're, like, looking for this guy. She helps him hide. Oh, this this, this,
1: this, this oh, is right. the next day, right? Uh, after, uh, yeah. This.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the police come on while they're done. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they go back to her room, and he hides in the, like, fold-up overhead bunk while, while she talks to the police.
0: Uh, which we don't know. We don't know until... Cause the, the police come in and, and she's all like, "Oh, well, we know he was in there." Well, uh,
1: I think I think we, we can like hear her talking to him first. Yeah, yeah, About, yeah, yeah. But we don't but see we don't, him.
0: We don't know where he's hiding. Yeah. There's a, talking to the police, being all like, "Hi, I'm distracting you, la di da, la di do," uh, and, and then they leave. And the top bunk opens and he's in there. And uh and he's a, Yeah, he just good. sort of
1: rolls out, looking very rumpled, I, and uh, he's 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 broken his sunglasses while he was in there.
0: And, as a child, I spent quite a lot. Isn't that what uh, earlier when they first meet, she's like, why do you wear sunglasses? And he goes like, Oh, I have a weak tolerance for questions. Oh, no, no, that, that,
1: that's at that's grand central station. When, when, right. when, yeah when, when the guy who he's trying to buy a ticket from keeps asking him like <laughs> personal questions because yeah. this guy uh, is, is like trying to stall him because he's on the lookout for this uh, famous murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he keeps asking, Oh, where are you going? You seem pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, why are you wearing my sunglasses? And he says, yeah, I've 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 got I've got a sensitivity to questions. That's right.
0: Oh, it's incredible. Um uh they yeah, and they they get a they clinch a bit, they get a bit close, they mm-hmm. they 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 fuck. They fuck. They fuck. <laughs> Say that again. They fuck. They get more They fuck <laughs> harder. No Do it, do no. it, do no. it relish. No. ASMR, right? They fuck. <laughs> oh whoa. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Sailor. <laughs> um, but she, she's like, so I am working with Kaplan, right? No. So, w- w- what? How does she give give him the? How does she tell him to go there? So,
1: so when he's saying, "So I am pretending to be George Kaplan, but I am looking for the real Kaplan, and that, that'll help me clear my name of this murder," uh, yeah. she says something to him like oh, well, you can't go out in Chicago by yourself because, because you know, you, you're all over the newspapers. Everyone will notice you. You know the hotel he's staying at. Why don't, why don't you let me uh, go and, like, l- look for him first? Yeah. And I'll set up a meeting for you. And then he agrees to that. And then we see her uh, uh, pass a uh, pass a note to, like, a, what if the train version of a, of a bellhop is? Yeah. And he, he takes a note to another room where we see James Mason and Martin Landau. Yeah. And she's
0: working for the bad guys. Oh, no. No. And it is uh, patented, moving his glasses. I I was was
1: going to, but I was like, uh, who cares?
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, I care. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> so they get off a train in Chicago. The police are waiting for them. Yeah. Uh, so they've disguised Cary Grant in the uniform of one of the train valets. Yeah. And uh,
0: uh, there's a long discussion about the precise location of his other clothes, which is very weird. Yeah. When they're walking out of the train site, like, where are my clothes? Oh, in the bag under your arm. My left arm or my right arm? It's like, bud, let's get, let's well, I mean, get out of here.
1: He he does have one pair of clothes. No. Well, now he has two. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, he, so they're, they're, they're walking away, the, the, the police sort of walk right past him, because it's just, it's just Eva Marie
0: Saint in and a valet, nothing suspicious there. No. Uh, and then... I mean, she is an Eva, so she mm. is a, like, 40-foot-tall, cybernetic mm. machine designed to kill angels. Yep. Piloted by a child. Yeah, she's a member of the Evil Villains Association. <laughs> um... <laughs> You should definitely watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. I feel like it it's, re- it's it's
1: all on Netflix now, right? Yeah, mm. subs not dubs.
0: Ah, okay. Like they like when you look at the list of changes, you were like, these aren't important. Mm. The the yeah no the mm. and, and the subs are. You know, there's a bit where one guy says to another guy, "I like you." No, he's they're talking about romantic love. But mm. anyway, uh, enough about uh, declarations of love between a teen boy and a. uh Timeless angel from another world. And it was made by the guy who drew Shin Godzilla. I mean, I I would put those in the other order, but yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's what I mainly know him from. And from voicing the lead character in The Wind Rises. Do you do you
0: like the music in Shin Godzilla that goes dum, 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 dum. dum.
1: I, mean, I i i I, just, I don't i don't remember it that clearly but i, I like from a
0: generation godzilla so <laughs> uh yeah because you got uh, watching on genesis evangelion if you want to hear that song a lot <laughs> a, like i don't think you comprehend how much you will hear that song um anyway uh neon genesis evangelion watch it but only if you're properly medicated because i don't think there is a better expression in, in in motion picture medium of what the experience of mental illness and specifically clinical depression is, uh, watching it while experiencing those things can be, can actually be really quite damaging. And yes, I deliberately left books and poetry out of that definition because I'm not going to try and fight with Sylvia Plath.
1: The police go onto the train to look, to look for him, and they find a, a valet in, in his underwear. And they're like, they must have got your valet uniform from you. And he's like, yeah, they went that way. And then the police run off and he just like takes out of this giant wad of cash and starts counting through it. Yeah. Then there, there's a scene where where the police run into one of the rooms at the station where there's just like tons of uh, tons of uh, passengers and valets. And all the valets are dressed the same. So they're running around and like turning each one around like, is it you? And it's, it's none of them.
0: It's but, great. though. Uh, yeah, but it's great.
1: Yeah. Uh but it's but it's none of those guys because Cary Grant is now in the bathroom yep. getting changed back into his uh, getting changed back into his his one suit and shaving.
0: Yeah, using his uh the funny little razor. Yeah, using
1: a, a tiny little razor which he got from the bathroom on the train. Yeah. And there's a is a big guy next to him who's who's shaving with a with a big straight razor and when he sees when he sees Kerry Grant take out the tiny little razor he gives him he gives him a look
0: yeah it, it, it's the kind of comedy that you only expect uh from a film not really famed for its comedy
1: <laughs> um <laughs> and so while, while he's doing this he, he, even where he's Saint is in is in a phone booth we assume uh, talking to George
0: Kaplan or Keith Sutherland Oh, right, because from from, from from the movie Phone Booth. Yeah, unfilmed Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. I mean, that film's not bad.
1: But the like reveal at the end is like there was a woman at his work
0: he was vaguely attracted to. And that's it, why he got phone boothed. It's a bit of a seven thing. It's like you shouldn't have thought about cheating on your wife yeah, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's a movie written by Jimmy Carter.
0: What? I don't understand that reference. Uh,
1: There's a famous thing that Jimmy Carter said about "I've felt lust in my heart, and that's that's just as bad as cheating on my wife or whatever." Because Jimmy Carter's a weird Christian.
0: Yeah, but I feel very bad for his internal life. Yeah. Anyway, um, now he probably cheats a lot. <laughs> right now he's a he's a pee hound. Sorry, I see <clears throat> again. Um. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah so w- w- when when he comes out of the bathroom she tells him that uh i i've arranged this meeting with i've arranged a meeting with George Kaplan mm-hmm. he's going to meet you at uh, uh he's going to meet you at a, a deserted bus stop and mm-hmm. in, uh, a, in a, a giant empty plane outside of chicago yeah and he says great that sounds entirely on the level
0: yeah i i love planes mm-hmm. and the one thing i love more than planes is planes with yeah. it, with one of the, you know one is Plain like the mm-hmm. Cleveland plane dealer and another is plain like planing wood.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and so she, she, like leaves him at that point. She's like, Oh, you know, we probably shouldn't see each other again because you're still a wanted murderer. Yeah. And she goes off to her hotel and he catches the bus out, out to like, like way, like way outside of Chicago. You, can't, you cannot see the city anymore. Yeah. And, uh, he he waits there, and there is five minutes of nothing happening.
0: It well, and it's some of the most compelling nothing ever. Yes, which it's, is it's, um, it's
1: very it's very good nothing. Yeah, he he's he's standing on the side of a road, waiting. A car a car goes past, and he thinks, "Oh, is that Kaplan?" No, another another car comes past the opposite direction. He's like, "Oh, is that no? It's not. There's a there's a crop duster in the background. That's not coming back." Yeah, uh, is. There's another car that kind of comes out of a nearby cornfield and drops a guy off, and he looks at the guy well, the a guy, and a guy looks a, at him. No,
0: the 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 car drives up, stops, drives away very quickly, and the guy is just standing there <laughs> like he's appeared, like a like he's reverse the end of the Born Identity, you know.
1: So he 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 looks at a guy, the guy looks at him, he goes over and asks, you you. You 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 wouldn't be able to say your name is George Kaplan, would you? And he says, "Well, I wouldn't because it isn't." Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, great, great. yeah, helpful. Uh, and this 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 then another bus comes up. This guy gets on that bus and drives away. And uh, but but before he but, but before he goes, he says, well, "That's weird. That crop dust is dust and crops where there ain't no crops to dust." And you're like, hmm. hmm. And so. bus drives away, Thornhill's Hill's left standing on the side of a road, and he's like, oh, what am I going to do now? Looks like Kaplan isn't showing up. And then he hears a sound behind him. Yeah. It's the crop duster.
0: What? Uh, And you know- It's coming right at him. It being a crop duster, you know the noise it's making.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it means means farting. (laughs) Well, it means a specific- it means a specific genre of farting.
0: <laughs> I consider it more of a form. <laughs> you know, when people talk about crop dusting, most of the time what they're talking about is uh, stinking leaves or, yeah. or shake and bake. So I mean, I, people need to get more specific when they're talking about the form of flatulence.
1: Yeah, so the, this this crop duster comes at him. It flies real low. He jumps down. He gets up. He's like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. The crop duster turns around comes back. He dies down again. This time, it starts shooting bullets at him. I hate it when crop oh. dusters
0: do that. Every single day, it does. I, 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 I get, I get shot at by crop dusters. The thing I like about living in an urban environment mm. is that there's just many more objects that will get in its way yeah. and catch the bullets. Because there, there's something about the daily, the usual. Like when they were making this film uh, in nineteen. 59. Uh, they they uh, um, Planes hadn't been invented yet. This, this was all a delightful fancy. Well, and, and there was a lot of, it, it wasn't, it's like crazy to say it now because every day everyone is chased by a crop dust yes. fire, firing bullets at them. And so you watch this going like, ah, no, this is a scene of normality. The, the world has been crazy and normality is being restored. But actually, no, this is a scene of action and tension. Because this is the first time anyone has had to, you know, run into a cornfield. Um, it's a real amazing bit. Uh, to, to hide from the crop duster and then the crop duster drops gas on him. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously horrifying. But it's horrifying because we we deal with that every day. Like, who doesn't walk down the street and see all the... Easily positioned bunkers for anyone to use. It's, a, it's it's great use of public money.
1: Yeah i i i got I, I got doused in pesticide on the way here.
0: And like the sky, we know, like it's so strange uh, looking at these films from the past to see vistas of the sky that are not awash in in mosquito storms of hundreds of thousands of crop dusters, and we don't know where. They came from. People think mm. that there's because it was about this time they first started appearing in yeah. the in the sky, uh, and they think it's connected. and And Hitchcock always. Well,
1: so the thing that I've heard is that these crop dusters started at like roughly the same time that the passenger pigeon died out. And so, what I think is most likely to have happened is. The passenger pigeon was the main predator of a crop duster, <laughs> and then, and then, when Americans took it upon themselves to kill like ten billion passenger pigeons in like a decade, yeah, yeah, uh, the 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 crop dusters had no had no more natural predators and were able to grow to much
0: larger sizes and were able to to reproduce in numbers never before seen. I mean, that's the traditional thinking. Mm. Uh, I obviously I'm. I don't want to speak out of hand and I don't want to perpetrate a conspiracy theory, but I think there's a reason it's so f- hard to find uh, a discussion mm. uh, uh, of uh, my theory, which I find quite compelling, which is that um, uh, Americans converted all the passenger pigeons <laughs> into crop mm. dusters uh, as the state's mm. surveillance. And, the, and i don't i don't think that's crazy and like obviously that was one of the things that was pretty deep in edward snowden's revelations yeah but i was about to say i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to
1: oliver stone's uh, next movie on, on on this and of course there are the third group who believe that that the crop dust is actually uh, uh actually emerged fully
0: formed from zeus's forehead I And there's also, of course, the anamorphs theory that, <laughs> the, that just everything, you know, uh, how this whole thing about how so many parallel branches of evolution lead to crabs or lobsters. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to add crop dust <laughs> <laughs> to that anyway. So how does how does he deal with this blimmin crop dust? Well, uh, he does what we'd all do.
1: Uh, he runs into the street and uh, stands in front of an oil tanker. And uh, waves it down so it stops, and then the plane doesn't have enough time to to pull up out of the way and uh, slams into one of the oil tanks and explodes
0: yeah, and that's what why we call stepping in front of an oil tanker to get it mm. that dust to hit it to explode north by northwesting it's yes. from this that that's why it's such a standard move that mm. that's taught in the way yeah we were talking about hate. And, and and that's why and and that's why all cities globally are constantly
1: just are constantly just like filled with the With black smoke fumes (laughs) uh, that are constantly poisoning us.
0: Well, and and like, yeah, we were talking about heat uh, early in the podcast and and, and i think obviously there's the, you know, the, the, the old story, which is true, but a bit of an ego trip that, that, um, during the, the shootout after the bank robbery, Val Kilmer's rapid reload is often shown in weapons handling courses. Because
1: he, he's so good at reloading cause his gun. Because he's
0: so good at it, and uh, one of um, and and also, if you're gonna if you're gonna watch anyone reload a gun, it's gonna be Val Kilmer. Well, and and like that is often shown with Tom Cruise taking out uh, the three hitmen with with uh, his handgun in Collateral. Right, is another yeah. example of uh, great weapons handling. Uh, and, and like that, I don't know why I'm saying this. We all know it. The mm-hmm. sequence from North by Northwest is shown to every <laughs> preschooler. <laughs> Because obviously, yep. it's when you turn five that the grub dust first appears.
1: Yeah, it's all like an it follows. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of oh, just yeah. it sort of shows up, and it's never going to leave you alone. There's nothing you can do about it except run. Or yeah. make it explode with an oil tanker. <laughs> like, in it follows.
0: <laughs> this, oh my God. Like, okay. If,
1: it, if that movie had a slightly bigger budget, that's how it would have entered.
0: No, like, it follows. I, I really like that yeah. film. I think it's got a lot going for it. Uh, I don't buy people's agree, but, and like, so much of its success is that they're working on such a tight budget. Mm. Uh, but, like, $50,000 action movie remake that that has like people sparta kicking people uh it followers into yeah exploding yeah. tanks or like like an it follows person floating through space towards a space shuttle <laughs> or like you know I,
1: I would i would love an it follows sequel where someone becomes an astronaut because they get it follows where
0: like um <laughs> the the what is it uh, uh david robert mitchell that the the the, it follows david robert mitchell yeah Uh, um there's a great interview with him somewhere where someone where it's just a normal epk interview uh or 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 um a press interview where someone's like oh yeah yeah and it's a pretty crazy concept i do have a couple of questions and he goes like can i guess what the answer will be and he goes like and there's like sure and he goes yes it can get on planes and they're like oh yeah 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 okay the first thought everyone has like, can you just get on a plane?" No, the monster can get on planes well, too. I mean, the
1: real question is, how did it get on, on the roof of that house? He steals the car of, of, a, of an onlooker.
0: who's <laughs> like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" It's like, "Oh yeah, it yeah,
1: just exploded." <laughs> no, uh, could you stand like uh, like fifteen <laughs>
0: steps forward, please? And then this, just- I, I want your car fully out of your field of peripheral vision. And then, yeah, the best joke in the film is that then the on the helpful onlooker. Look, looks at the explosion great, looks back, and then we just get a cut to like he's already half in the distance and <laughs> yeah. the car Later, bye. bye. Um, yeah, no, he he says the same thing that
1: Woody Allen says when he's climbing over the wall. See you later, suckers. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the funniest joke in Casino Royale, the 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 good Casino Royale, <laughs>
0: <laughs> said by the worst person ever. <laughs> And that film has Peter Sellers in <laughs> any with it. So Thornhill tries to go to the hotel yes. in Chicago. He, go, he goes to the hotel, which is which is, which is is where, where Kaplan is staying. It's also
1: where, where Eve Kendall is staying.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, Kaplan has checked out. He confronts Ka- Ka- Ka-
1: Kaplan checked out at 7.30 that morning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which is about two hours before, uh, uh, which is about two hours before, uh, he 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 got for a note from 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 Eve saying yeah. that 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 would meet him.
0: him. Uh, they they have a a wee argument. Yeah. Uh, she she leaves. He follows her to an art auction, where he sees who's this? It's James Mason yeah. and Walter Mathew. No, no. <laughs> Martin Landau. Martin Landau. You can yeah. understand how yeah. I get anyway. Yeah, we
1: find out that James Mason's name is not uh, is not Townsend. It is Van Dam.
0: Yeah. You'll never guess what his first name is. Anyway. His name is Philip Van Damme. Yeah, buying, buying a statue. Yeah. An ugly little
1: statue of, like, a clown holding a pumpkin or some shit. <laughs> <It> fucking sucks. <laughs> so I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking pay for this statue. It's garbage.
0: Uh, yeah, it is a rare and prized artwork from um, a, a group of indigenous Mexicans. <laughs> so I will just say... <laughs> Uh, I looks like it still looks like shit. He he
1: he sees that Eve Kendall's with uh, is with Van Dam, and he gets and and he finally knows that she's. He gets really mad at her because uh, she's a woman who had sex with him uh, uh, to t- uh, to like trick him, yeah. and that means that uh, she must be destroyed. And so uh, he he goes over and he like has his big speech where he like he he like tells her. You know what a tramp she is, or whatever.
0: It is. I do think we should talk more about how women frequently use their vaginas as weapons.
1: Mm. Like in that movie, Teeth. Van Dam buys the buys the statue. Him and Kendall leave. Yeah. And when Thornhill tries to leave, there are goons at every exit. Yeah. Martin Landau's at one of them. The knife throwing guys at the other. Yeah. And so he decides, well, if I can't leave this auction, I will become the center of attention of this auction so yeah. that no one can murder me. And he starts, he starts betting on things. He's betting, uh, he's betting incorrectly. He's being rude about the art. Uh, he's, he's saying that things look like a fake and, uh,
0: yeah. it is I,
1: he's betting he's betting
0: too low or he's betting too high he's just fucking with people yeah it's uh, an incredible base of culture jamming the like of which we would not see again until Banksy earned a million dollars or like a billion dollars when he made that thing that shredded itself yeah. lol what a crazy guy like Banksy really causing a stir telling them damn fucking richies where to shove their auction, yeah. so he gets taken away by the police. Yes. Uh, but first he exits through the gift shop. <laughs> I mean, he... Banksy must have done, like, a North by North... Like, he must have done, like... He must have gone and spray-painted James Mason onto Mount Rushmore, right? Um, like, it really feels like the kind of thing he would have done. I don't know. What? Why not? Ugh. Who... who?
1: Who can tell who who can who can fathom what that guy's up to? You know,
2: he's, a real
1: a real kooky character.
0: He's just having nice. He's just being like, "What if we like? I did some political street art, and then people heavily overvalued it. Like, mm-hmm. what he's doing is not the bad bet. Yeah. I think.
1: Uh, yeah. So he he yeah. So he he's purposely disruptive at this auction until the police are called and they take him away. Uh, and what w- while he's being dragged up by by the police, he looks at the knife thrower guy's like, yeah, bit like next time, buddy. Yeah, and they they put him and, in the car, they drive him off.
0: And the knife thrower is at this point about the same distance he was from the guy he killed earlier with yeah. a knife,
1: uh, which which he did in a room just as crowded as, as the auction
0: yeah. room, and no one saw that. And then the cop would be left with the knife, and then yeah. Like, yeah, no, you infabricate, like <laughs> boom, boom. Now it's the cop. Yeah. Is it possible I'm having too many good ideas at once? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I worry. So they I'm just feeling the weight of my genius <laughs> is overwhelming right
1: now. So they put him in the car. They're driving him off, and they're being a bit rude to him because he's just some you know disorderly guy at a an art an art auction. And he's like, "No, no, you 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 don't get it, do you? You you, you guys are going to be heroes. I'm I'm Roger Thornhill, the famous murderer. Yeah, from the UN." And they're like, oh, 141, a famous murderer. Well, we better call this in. From the U.S.? Yeah. From, and so they, they they called in, and and then he's like, yeah, you're going to take me to the police station, right? I love the police station. Can't get murdered in there. Yeah. And
0: then... <laughs> imagine, imagine. Imagine thinking that. Like, even as, as a person of incredible privilege, I'm terrified of being murdered in a police station. Yeah. Because, like... I mean, in the real world, like outside of police stations, I don't think the police are going to murder me. In there, they're just kill boxes at this point.
1: I mean, yes, correct. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not
0: so, I, I apologise for just really bringing the mood down. So uh, they,
1: uh, uh, w- 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 when, when they, uh, uh, when, when, when the police officer uh, says over the radio that we've got, we, we, we've, we've got a suspect who who claims to be Roger Fornhill and matches description. Uh, they, 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 get a call back saying, "Don't take him to the uh, don't 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 take him to the station. Take him to the airport." Yeah, and and he and Fornell uh, thinks that this is another example. Uh, this this is this is like a, another one of of Van Damme's like plots. That Van Damme has people in the police and they're going to take him to the airport and kill him. Yeah, but they take him there, and it turns out. Oh, uh, it's uh, Leo G. Carroll, yeah, who uh, who's like the 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 like head of the spies in, and is uh, in charge of taking down Van Damme.
0: He's the professor, yeah, which he, is the name of Clive Owen's character in The Bourne Identity. Uh, yeah. We just cut a bit of us talking about Clive Owen and in Inside Man. Yeah, great film. It really is. Check it out, Spike Lee. Love it. If I yeah. could say one thing about Spike Lee. He's killing me, Spike Lee.
1: There's one thing I can say about Spike Lee is uh, I want to buy some bitcoins from him.
0: The professor, yeah. the spy guy who's like, okay, so everyone thinks you're Kaplan. I know you're not Kaplan. That's because... Here's what's really going on. The, the key thing to know is Kaplan isn't real. It's yes. going like you've been chasing a man who literally does not exist.
1: Yeah, he, 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 he is the like idea of a spy that has been made up by American intelligence
0: and it's all part of a plan to get Van Damme. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, but and, then and, he, and, and, yeah and so while while Leo G. Carroll is explaining the entire plot of the movie to Harry Grant, uh, they, they walk uh, past a uh, plane that's taking off, and uh, the engine is so loud but you can't hear what he's saying.
0: Yeah, and the other key bit of information you get that's good, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, um, is that the Eva Marie Saint has, is being forced was 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 being forced by Van Dam by Mames Jason to um d- do a crime yeah, to, and, to betray him yeah yeah
1: and that and, she is a double agent she is working for the for 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 the for yep. the American intelligence agency and so so they they, they get oh, on they, and they're
0: putting him on a plane to Mount Rushmore
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: Uh, I just forgot how it got to Mount. Yeah. To Rush Mount More sorry.
1: Yeah. So they, they, they go to Mount Rushmore where, where Thornhill again pretends to be Kaplan and sets up another meeting with, 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 with James Mason, uh, where he says, I know what you're doing. I know yeah. there's like, a secret microfilm in that statue you bought. I know, uh, I know, I know when you're going to leave the country. I know everything. Uh, if you, if, if you, uh, I'm still uh, super mad at Eva Marie Saint. If you give her to me so that I can uh, imprison and torture her, then I'll let you leave the country. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll consider it. Yeah. And- uh,
0: Because I suck.
1: Yeah. Then Thornhill seems to get even madder at Eva Marie Saint. He goes over to her and grabs her, and she pulls out a gun, and she shoots him and runs off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, the hero of the movie is dead. What's going to happen now? Then Leo G. Carroll runs over and, like, checks his pulse and stuff, and. And, like, turns to a camera and shakes his head, like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Credit trial. Yeah. Then it says. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I do I, I do a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing where I'm like.
0: Where you create a racist lead character who has two jobs in the film, one of whom is protecting an idea of, like, American maternity, mm-hmm. and the other is defeating Bruce Lee. Yeah.
2: Good, oh, cool. Good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Great. Good, um, good movie. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's <laughs> bad. I'm just saying that, like, like the only reason Tarantino hasn't been cancelled is because he doesn't care. Yeah. Cause, and because he's too good. No, but, oh, I mean,
1: uh,
0: is he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes. Well, also, people keep picking the wrong things to try and cancel him over.
0: Yeah. You know, we should cancel him over. mm mm-hmm. Four rooms.
1: What a stinker! Haven't seen it. No, neither.
0: I, and I feel like actually I have.
1: Like, if 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 you actually wanted to to cancel Tarantino, you could pretty like all you need to do is just like really hammer home on the on on the Uma Thurman almost died because of him thing. And not like people are mean in his movies sometimes.
0: Uh, yeah, like there, there are actual things to criticize him about. Yeah, Hateful flight is a bit boring, yeah. And his, his review of Tenant is bad, is wrong. W- w- he w- w- says w- he doesn't get it, that he should see it again. No, yeah. I've already talked about his, this on the podcast. His, his,
1: his review, his opinions on Joker are bad.
0: Oh. Lee Mack has a Joker poster next to his desk. Isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah. Weird. No, I could see how Lee Mack could be and be like, yeah, I'm a real Joker. <laughs> He thinks the hero of that film is Bobby De Niro. I mean... I mean, kind of is. No, the, the hero of that film is me watching it without jokering myself <laughs> and, and just screaming at a room full of people like this. <laughs> this. at <And>, uh, Venice. <laughs> oh, this. A year of film, thousands above them made. <laughs> and yet this. You look upon this. The king of crappity. Taxi drivel. <laughs> and you call that the best. Oh, do you? i'm like, the yeah. film joker that, that's like, what happened. This, this is just you were never really here for idiots <laughs> please you were never really here for idiots is like i'm gonna say half to all of jason statham's <laughs> you know the transporter era yeah, jason yeah. statham films um <laughs> and, uh, on yeah the film joker who mm-hmm. was joked by people liking joker uh, I hope you liked him as a character because he's coming back. Yeah. North by northwest. <laughs> we already have a north. We do not need more.
1: Yeah, you hope hope you're all ready for uh, for this character to show up uh, on every episode of the next season of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Youth you, you is the only one in the cast. He, he's he's going to audition for Lorne, and Lorne's going to say, "Oh wow, this this film Joker character is so good. I'm firing everyone else." It's it's you and the ghost of Keenan.
0: Hey, Keenan's doing great.
1: Oh, I know, but he re- he refuses to leave. Yeah, because he wants to no, do no, twenty no. years. Well, just no. I'm, I'm saying in, in this hypothetical bit. <laughs> All
0: right, he's dead.
1: He, he yeah he. Well, he so, he, so <laughs> okay. L- Lorne tries to fire everyone, and Keenan refuses to go. So so Lawn has him shot.
0: Wait, but like Keenan does great. Like yeah, no, Keenan <laughs> Keenan's Ke- great.
1: Obviously, like how, how 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 long has he been there right now? Seventeen. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's going to make it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he has, like, he has another sitcom he does. Like, he does, like, he could happily, yeah. he will, oh, I guarantee you he never has to work again. Oh, yeah. And, like, the nice thing about him is that he has never, he's always been able to be the guy who's there having fun. He never had, he's never had, like, the Bill Hader curse where there was a season where he was the biggest guy on it. So he had to be in a lot. No, he just gets to do the shit that's funny for him to do, you know? just be like sure like just put kate mckinnon in every sketch yeah cool i'll just i'll just be here in a bald cat
1: yeah i'll just be steve harvey for the 400th
0: time it, it it must be gen there must be game show hosts who have hosted less hours of game shows than keenan thompson has on <laughs> snl so uh <laughs> they faked his death uh uh the Wait, what what ref- <laughs> I I I closed my eyes at that point. I I, I took a nap. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So why do you think this film is so attached to Mount Rushmore then? Because that's where the climactic final scene takes place where he gets shot. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah. So shadow sound.
1: Uh shound. Totally shound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Would it push it into sound if I told you can I just pitch a hypothetical yeah. ending for the film? Sure. So what if he hadn't been killed? blanks oh, in the gun oh wow uh and, and that's
1: that's some real spy stuff yeah
0: and so the professor brings him and Eva Marie Saint together and is like cool you're getting on a plane get out of here um to Eva Marie Saint yeah well no 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 uh uh, uh is that that Kendall is in fact being given uh, uh, is 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 to return to um Van Damme
1: yeah the 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 the, the
0: plot with her you know a lot about this hypothetical patch. Well, yeah, I'm,
1: yeah, look, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying your your storytelling is obvious, but uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Cool. But so yeah, no. if that scene where he got mad at her and she shot him—that was all just a ruse to get uh, to to get Van Damme to trust her again. Because when when Thornhill confronted her at the auction house, he made Van Damme suspicious. Blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah.
0: And so yeah, yeah, now Kendall, which is Eva, has to go back. Mm-hmm. Yep. As you say, but and Kegrenel's like, no, you can't. Come on, I've got to go save her. And so and so he gets punched in the face by a by a like a forest ranger, <laughs> and, and he and um, he's
1: locked taken to a hospital, locked in it. Yeah, uh, but then he escapes. Yes. He gets to Van Dam's uh, like current his, abode. Yeah, his uh, giant uh, uh,
0: like modernist Frank Lloyd Wright style house, which is uh, seems to be near. Um, uh, the top of mount rushmore yes it seems to be
1: uh like the other side of mount rushmore and also there's a landing strip for a plane up there yeah
0: he goes now, this, the geography gets sort of unclear he goes, because it's not important and he goes there he spies a lot he learns that a they're hiding microfilms
1: in the yeah. sculpture he sees martin landau find eve's gun and martin landau shoots van damme with it to prove that it's just blanks and yeah. that and, and and that she's uh, uh, not on his, and that she's like actually not on his side. And they're like, okay, we'll throw her off a the plane then. <laughs> yeah, he climbs up to the balcony, that attaches to her room, uh, just after she's gone downstairs. When you know he gets his, he gets his his monogrammed matchbook, which we saw earlier in the film, and he he writes a note to her on that and throws it down like he's fucking Gambit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his. <laughs> Why is that so (laughs) funny to me? <laughs> I, I was I
1: was like last night I was I was trying to teach myself how to how to like no, how, to, no. how to how to
0: throw playing cards oh, really no, fast. No, yeah, no. I was doing it. Thanks, good one, Ricky J. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was I
1: was <laughs> telling my ten year old sister about, about Ricky J and his book about how to throw cards to kill people. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know, Ricky Jay. That, that that book that I uh, considered buying out of the Mythbusters episode where it was mentioned, but then saw it was like four hundred dollars on Amazon. Yeah, you know, you know, Ricky J. From, from, Mag- Vidal- from Magnolia?
0: Well, he's not in Magnolia. No, he's the narrator. Yeah. yeah, Uncredited, I think.
1: Have seen um, it yet?
0: Nope.
2: Watch Magnolia!
0: <laughs> oh. But it was like, okay, we got to get you out of here. They're going to kill you. Yeah. Um, And so let's just climb down this big old mountain of faces. She goes and pretends to get on the plane with, with, with Van Damme and then steals
1: the statue at the last second and runs out. And then they drive off together. Uh, into Into the woods and then yeah they they can't go can't go any further so they climb they they're all around Mount Rushmore, continuing to, to to desecrate native land that was already
0: desecrated once by a, just a insane man right yeah. I believe that's <laughs> the I believe that's the guy for a lot of money and a love for statuary yeah um <laughs> who doesn't have a love for those things yeah um but it ends up with
1: wet yeah so the knife thrower guy gets pushed down the mountain. And then Eva Marie Saint falls off, and Cary Grant grabs her, and she's just holding on a little bit, and he's trying to pull her back up, but he can't. And then, and he sees Martin Landau, and Mart and he asks for help. Martin Landau comes over and starts like stamping on his hand. But then Martin Landau gets shot by by like a by like a sheriff or something. And Martin Landau falls down, and then uh, then then Thornhill uh, uh, goes to. Yeah, uh, Fawnhill goes to uh, pull, uh, pull Eve up, and uh, and he's saying harder, harder, pull harder. And then as his arm moves to pull her up, it cuts to them on the bunk bed in the train, and he's pulling her up onto the top of the bunk. They kiss, and then and then what do they do? First of all, I believe he calls her Mrs. Fawnhill to let, let the audience know that they're married now. Yeah, and then uh, it cuts to outside the train and. You better fucking believe this train goes through a tunnel. Mm.
0: Not and a metaphor. it blows their tunnels back out. <laughs> <laughs> so we've discussed this film a lot as we go. Yes. I, I, yeah, I think, I think the, the parts are greater than the sum. And I don't think some of the parts are that great. I think it's BTA. I think it was, it, it, you know, like, the problem with inventing a genre or codifying a genre Mm. is that people will then look at it and be like, Oh, what if we did this good? And like, when you're starting from a point of like Hitchcock, you can reach real heights. It's standing on the shoulders of giants. But it's like I'm not I'm not crazy. This is absolutely a sound film. Mm. Where do you stand on it? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think I I I, I agree with the sound. I think I like it more than you. But I yeah I I I think I I it, it, yeah it's it's not my favorite Hitchcock, and I I I I I, I, I understand like those those criticisms. Oh yeah, of it.
0: and again I'm like my it's like this is only four and a half as opposed to f- like yeah, yeah. Uh, like or well, four rather than five. Like yeah. it, it's still it's great. It goes down smooth. It's 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 good fun. Everyone is charming. Yes, uh, and, and there's something exciting in every scene. So, like, yeah, mm. no, like, absolutely, watch it, especially if you haven't seen it. Um, but you, you also think it's sound, yeah? Yeah. Uh, luckily, that's the that's no, the, cons- wrong. the universal consensus. Okay. What the
1: fuck? Uh, there's, there's there's a guy. Okay. Sorry. Over it. There's, 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 there's a man, a certain man. <laughs> there is a box
0: user called Bobby Hill. Yep. Uh, not, not, not the famous one. I don't think <laughs> from um, <laughs> Cartoon King of the Hill. Yes. I presume he. Why is there not a spinoff called Prince of the Hill? But anyway,
1: <laughs> he wrote a one-star review of North by Northwest.
0: Would you? Would you like to hear it? I. I mean, first off, it is telling that it's one star, not half star. So There's a
1: few half stars, but I didn't find them that interesting.
0: Oh, so they are. Um, okay, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, yeah, sure. But but yeah,
1: there are something like 10,000 reviews of North by Northwest on Letterboxd, and there are, like, seven half-star reviews. Yeah. Here is Bobby Hill, not the famous ones, uh, reviewer of North by Northwest. Nostalgia can colour a person's opinion on a film. I know that when I eventually get around to sitting my son down in front of the Star Wars films, he'll probably like them, but not half as much as I do. I grew up with those films, almost wearing out my VHS taped from TV with all the ad breaks, Sure, they've got problems, but they're always going to be special to me. Dot dot dot, and that's all I can think when I finished North when I finished watching North by Northwest. People must have had a real soft spot for it when it came out, because honestly, I thought the film was terrible. For a thriller, it had zero suspense and had some completely stupid plot contrivances, such as the initial mistaken identity setup, completely bumbling, the dagger in the back in the middle of a very crowded room without anyone noticing. The subsequent pulling the dagger out of the back, with everyone noticing. Luring him into the middle of nowhere to then attack him with a plane? Why not just shoot him on the ground? How did they know he was going to get on that train? He wore the same suit through the entire movie. Stinky. he had an inexhaustible supply of cash. The first 30 minutes were intriguing, but then they destroyed all the mystery by telling you exactly what was going on. I haven't seen many of Cary Grant's films, but I thought he was shocking in this. He didn't seem overtly bothered by his predicament, making really dumb choices throughout, such as pulling the knife out like a crazed man and had zero chemistry with a female lead. Plus, he must have played the worst drunk ever committed to celluloid. One star.
0: So here's what I have to say about that Bobby Hill. That boy ain't right. right. <laughs> no, I th- I th- the point to take from that is that, as legitimate. I, I think his complaints about plot contrivances... Are valid, um, and the only difference in perspective is that I this film has such style, yeah, and, and such skill that you don't care. No, that it elides those things. Like, like Hitchcock loves to show you things. He loves to look at things, and that means he's an expert at hiding things. And that includes like all that kind of crazed plot craft. So you have to guess.
1: uh, uh you have to guess. a uh, B- Bobby Hill's top four favorite films on Letterboxd? Go on then. Uh, the, the 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 first one is uh, you know one of the stars of the film. Usually, I'm mad about him, but this time I don't like him so much.
0: Oh, okay. So, um, is it in English? It is in English. Uh, okay. So, is it is it the music video for "Bitch Better Have My Money"? Uh, no. Okay. So, is it um, is it an action to film?
1: Uh, it is from the
0: year two thousand and five. No. Uh, it's, is it part of a franchise? Uh, yes. Oh, did I get the year wrong and it is Casino Royale? No. Oh, uh, okay. It's, you took the right word, but I think you took the wrong meaning from the word. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. What else has uh, C- Crazy Eye Joe been in? So it's not a not a ba- film. It's not a Mads-Meterson mads movie. Oh, it's not a film that's mad about Mads. Mm. So it's action film. It's an action film. It's part of a franchise.
1: Yeah. From what year? Uh it is uh, it, it is from uh, the the
0: it's from the mid 80s. Um lethal weapon? No. No. Um is it it's not a lethal weapon. No. No. Mad.
1: Okay, uh, what, what 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 one of the other what, what one of the other stars of this movie uh, played a killer on an episode of Hannibal.
0: Uh okay. Um Zachary Quinto was a, No, he wasn't a killer. Uh, God, I even know who you're referring to. Who? who am I the right? old guy in the chair, Hendrickson. Yeah, us. Hendrickson. H- Hendrickson. Yeah. So is it? Um, is it a Cameron associated? It is. Okay. Yes. Is it about time travel or is it aliens? It's aliens. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Polarizer. I'm oh, mad Matt, about, Matt you? about you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the. the second- yeah. Uh, the the second film on the list, uh, okay. the, the second film of of Bobby's is uh, one of your favorite films of all time. Uh,
0: is it in English? It is, yes. Oh, okay. Mama uh, mamatambian. That's not in English. Um, am I on the right director? Is yeah, it I mean, Children yes. of Men? huh yeah. oh, congrats. Uh,
1: the 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 congrats uh, what the okay bobby's uh third film is, is uh, if,
0: if this is suspiria 2018 i'm <laughs> gonna kill myself uh,
1: <laughs> no no al- although this is also uh sort of a remake of a of a horror classic is it the thing uh no it is uh it's it's a movie that uh i mean it, it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time
0: little shop of horrors
1: no it's a movie i was talking about earlier today
0: uh evil dead 2 yeah yep dead by dawn
1: uh, and then the final film, uh, the, the the final film is it is based on a book by a uh, by a really lazy writer who only ever wrote one book, except like after she died.
0: I mean, and, it, and that's the same book. We're, of course, talking about Gone with the Wind. No, no, no it's I know it's yeah. it's it's how to catch a mockingbird.
1: Yeah. Kill a mockingbird.
0: Yeah. No. How to lose a guy in 10 mockingbirds.
1: Yes. Correct.
2: Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bobby Hill,
0: yeah. Finn. Yes. Speed round. Ugh. Shadow. Sound. Doctor No. Well, I haven't seen it. Shite. From Russia with love. Uh, sound. So yeah, obviously yeah. sound. Uh, Goldfinger. I uh, well, have, haven't seen it. Doctor. Sound. Thunderball. Shite. Sound. I, I, if you cut ca- if you cut out the opening, okay, stunts, sound. Oh God, sound I, I, shite. I I do not remember it at all, really. Oh, yeah, no, but, it's but, like there's some real gross stuff in there. You only live twice. Don't think I've seen it. Shite on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh,
1: so I I, I I haven't seen it since I was like ten, and there, there are a lot of people I respect who like it a lot. So I I I think it might be sound. It I, is I, sound.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, diamonds are forever.
1: Haven't seen it. Heard it's terrible. Oh, shite! Yeah, yeah. Live and let die. Don't think I've seen it.
0: It'd be sound if it wasn't so racist. Shite. Uh, 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 the man with the golden gun. Uh, haven't
1: seen it. Christopher Lee with three nipples. You know that means oh, okay. it's I've, shite. Right? Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen parts of that. Uh, I think I've seen the part where Christopher where Christopher Lee uh, unbuttons his shirt and you see the third nipple. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, like heavens above me, the spy who loved me. Don't think I've seen it. Sounder. Moonraker. Uh, don't think I've seen it. A very specifically nostalgic tinged sound <laughs> yeah. from me. For your eyes only. Haven't seen it. Shite. Octopussy. Haven't seen it. Shite. <laughs> Living Daylights. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> License to Kill. <laughs> sound. GoldenEye. Uh, sound. Sound. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, which, which, which one's that? Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Jonathan Price. Hey,
1: I, I don't think
0: I've seen that Ricky one. Rocky J. It's it's like I I was a child then. Yeah. When I was ten when that film came out. It is sound. The world is not enough. Is that is that the is that the like diamond one? No, that's Die another day. Uh, okay. What, what's what's the world is not enough? What well, is not enough. Sophie Masso, Robert Carlyle. Right. I've I, I think I've seen. it. I have no memory of it. Yeah, nostalgic sound, but like a sound that mm. knows its shape, or like a shape film I like. Yeah. Uh, die another day right oh mate <laughs> casino royale it, it,
1: it's it's it, it's die another day which is the one where 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 he thinks that christmas only came well, christmas only came once a year no that's the oldest none oh, okay I, I can never i can never get the fucking brosnan ones and yeah. yeah casino royale
0: yeah sound sound yeah quantum of solace uh i don't know uh it's the good stunt b-roll role of an okay film right. it is it it is either a my mar- ah. Ma- oh, it's marginally the way it's probably shy mm. skyfall uh i don't know
1: I, I i i saw it in the theater i liked it a lot i'd say like f- 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 like pro- pro- probably like marginal sound yeah it's
0: it's a weak sound but it's sound yeah. specter
1: uh I don't know. It's probably not very good, but I I had fun watching it.
0: Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, lo- uh, it looks looks fantastic. Looks you got, you got Dave, you got Dave Batista doing stuff. Yeah, great
0: stunts, but it's yeah. shite. Right. Uh, no time to die. Uh, I'm holding out hope. Yeah, maybe right. Yeah. Uh, so I think what we've just established is I have much stronger opinions uh, about Bane's John. Well, yes. stronger meaning I've just got I have in quantity I have more opinions yes. than you. Uh, um, So let's discuss the 14th James Bond film, Roger Moore's 7th, John Glenn, the director's 3rd, Christopher Walken's 1st, Desmond Llewellyn's uh, 13th. (laughs) That's right. It's a new with a view to a kill. Uh, So how do you like what? What is the way you'd like films to start finn like how do you like to be let into a film's world? uh I like it wrong oh, okay. you need a legal disclaimer <laughs>
1: Fuck, I forgot about that
0: Shut up Mm-mm. You need a legal disclaimer saying that one of your characters is has nothing to do with a company with with the same name like I kind of feel like that all you need there are three things you need to know. Uh, uh, that make the whole of A View to a Kill kind of make sense as an object. Uh, One of which is that it is the first film it claims to have snowboarding in it. One is that uh, Roger Moore likes to talk about how him and Grace Jones didn't get on on set. uh, And when Grace Jones talks about it, uh, it's because he was very, she did not like how Roger Moore bullied everyone and supported apartheid. (laughs) Uh,
1: yep. oh, I think those are good reasons not to get on with someone <laughs> quite uh,
0: frankly. And the third is that Roger Moore is 57 in this film uh, and, and a joke I've told many times for some reason, but it's like when he is running up the stairs in the Eiffel Tower, town, one of the few stunt shots where it is obviously him yeah. uh, as opposed to all of the ones where it is obviously not. And you like, you see the strain on his face and it is like, what mm-hmm. is James Bond as a cultural icon complex Compelling, interesting. There's something to unpack, but there's only one real truth about James Bond, and that's James Bond shouldn't get puffed running up steps, no. Uh even if it, he's at a very high altitude. Um, the, yeah, I have to lay my cards on the table. Oh, Ace of Clubs. Oh, King of Clubs. Oh, Queen of Clubs. What's this? It's a. I should have shuffled this. <laughs> Oh, R- rookie mistake. I should lay my cards on the table. Knight of Cups. No. <laughs> <laughs> I possibly have seen this more than any other James Bond film. Really? I have seen every James Bond film at least three times okay. uh, 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 at this point. Uh, uh, I just went through a phase where I don't know why, I just watched it a lot. And I cannot remember if it was, I was like eight or like 12. There, there is something, and and I never thought it was great. Yeah, I don't know why I, you know, who would know that I, as someone who makes a lot of work about obsession, became somewhat obsessed with this. Yeah, uh, uh, as an object.
1: Uh, I think I think the 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 only James Bond film I've seen, uh, I that I've definitely seen. More the only, the only ones I've seen definitely more than once are North by
0: Northwest, Uh
1: License to Kill and Goldeneye. Yeah. I've seen Goldeneye I do not know how many times. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And then when I got slightly older, I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm into I'm into License to Kill now. And I watched that a bunch. And also I played the Goldeneye video game a ton of times. And that that counts. That's it's you know, it's the same experience a as 19- watching 64 movie. Or yeah. way. Nintendo sixty four away. Wii. Nintendo sixty four. I mean they're both good versions. I've i ne- I've ne- never never I've I've never had a a Nintendo Wii, so I wouldn't know.
0: Well, now's the time. Yeah, have you two a kill? Because this film uh, is just a mess. Yes. It opens with uh, like 10 minutes of uh, ski and snowboard stunts. Yeah, uh, uh, shot in Iceland. Mm. Only a stunt team. No member of the cast ever went to Iceland, and you can tell. And... It seems like a
1: lot. A lot of the main crew didn't either because there was a different director for like a different director for for all of that
0: stuff. Like I, I feel like a lot of why I watch this film a lot is because I would watch the um, want to watch the opening ski chase, which I just think is real tight yeah. and dope. Yeah, There's a terrible weird. bit where they play Beach Boys, which is bad. Yeah, um, but, but
1: but but like for most of it, you've just got the great like incredibly cheesy '80s James Bond action music, which uh, rules.
0: Yeah, a view to a kill. Yeah, no. That and I think so. This opening ski sequence, I would. I think I'd watch this, and then just watch the rest yeah, of the you, film. You, no, you, you just the, get sucked in by the magic of it. Well, the theme plays, and I love the theme. Mm. The opening credits are bad. Uh, terrible. It uh, the, is a pretty good song. And no, it's a great song. <laughs> I like. It is a relic of its time, mm. but mm. I think it is. I think it is sound. Um, uh, out of Shiten and Sound, no. which is our, also our music podcast, which is it, it's it's on a different it's a different feed, same artwork. As, as
1: as far as Duran Duran songs go, it's better than Hungry
0: Like the Wolf, which I don't like. Yeah, but it's worse than Rio, which is good. Anyway, um, and but yeah, no, the the opening credits are terrible, and then it is yeah, like it's it's like a bunch of it, it's a bunch of women with with, with like
1: Dago paint on them and stuff yeah. and dancing around weird as like it, like it it's not that dissimilar to most to most James Bond credit sequences except in the other ones it's usually like silhouettes of it's usually like silhouettes of women dancing rather than just like like very weird close-ups of of women covered in body paint dancing
0: well and it is this is um and this opening credit sequence is by Morris Binder, who ha- designed the opening credits on all Bond films from Dr. No through license to kill. Oh, I think wow. he may have like skipped one or two in there, but like he did, he did loads of them. <laughs> um, And, and th- so it is like, it seems weird that this sucks so much when, when so many of them, Uh, like Uh, so iconic and so good and and justifiably iconic yes uh as well yeah it's from russia with love and goldeneye he did not do but Uh, um uh, the rest yeah um he even did charade which a lot of people think is soul bass but it's not um
1: it's it's him doing a soul bass impression
0: well and it is so like uh, they're the birds of a feather yeah um But like so much of this film, it kind of stands as a metaphor for because it is just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like some fucking James Bondy shit. Like they're like trying to make it cooler
1: and sexier in a way which makes it both less cool and less sexy.
0: Well, and it's one of the many, like there are many, like every era has the same trends. Every era starts with an attempt to bring it back to basics to make it realer. And grittier, it gets bigger. It has one that really, you know, focuses on the romance. And then it has one that's like, no, now we're gonna go all high-tech. Which is kind of what like both Tomorrow Never Dies and Die Another Day are yeah. to, to Braunholm. What um You Only Live Twice is to uh Connery. Mm. Uh and, and this is that because that's right this is all about Silicon Valley. yes uh, uh Christopher Walken is Zorin's evil plan um uh, is to flood silicon valley so he can have a monopoly uh, on silicon chips uh as if anyway um just saying that already exists look up who owns all the fabs it's the same two people anyway uh the world's broken uh and, and so like doing that and there's a lot of like yeah, lasery stuff, and that's reflected in these like neon women shooting each other with laser guns and yeah. exploding in time and was, to the was, music. Was
1: was 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 Moonraker before or after this?
0: It was before,
1: right? That was like another one where they're like, "Oh, we're going like high tech." Was it like a late
0: seventies one or an early eighties? It's late seventies, yeah. possibly the first of the eighties. Hmm. Um, but it is, yeah, no, that well, that's where after the success of Star Wars, they're like, "Well, we got to yeah, do one yeah. in space." what the famous thing that like the spy who loved me ends with James Bond will return in for your eyes only. And they did Moonraker instead. Okay. Um, uh, I believe that the ending uh, of view to a kill is the first in a while that only says James Bond will return and doesn't name it. Right. Um, it is, but yeah, it is just the sense of like people who've been doing this for a while. being like, yeah, this is, there's just some, we'll just do something that's fucking, that's fucking like that. Yeah. And the, the, the stunts are great because they're well-funded, great stunts. Um, But everything else, and like the, the performances that are fun are the people who are just here for this film. Grace Jones is, is Mayday who, uh, Christopher Walken's, uh, bodyguard and lover who is like? I was about to call Grace Jones statuesque, but that is like a like self-evidently like, yes. like it's Grace Jones being Grace Jones, and it, it kicks ass. She she kills people and then explodes on a minecart. Yeah,
1: there's there's a scene where 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 her and Christopher Walken are doing like martial arts training, and it ends up with them like both on the ground, and then they've gone so turned on by their martial arts training, they just start making out, and like. Yeah, like, more more of these characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, Walken is there, and he's having a great time. Walken is, as I tried to set up in my intro, like, he's doing a great job of being a Bond villain, but he is also, yeah, and he's having fun with it, and he's also doing we- some weird stuff with it, like playing in this weird metallic psychopath. Uh, that's interesting. Do you want to you know who their, other, their first two choices for the role were? Sure. Bowie. Okay. And Rutger Hauer. Right? Yeah. And both of them read the script and were like, no. <laughs> That's insulting. It yeah. is insulting that you that, that this is what you think of us as. Around this time, David Bowie was
1: making Labyrinth and Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence.
0: And, I mean, do I wish we got Bowie as a Bond villain? Yes. Yeah. But not in this. No. Oh, Bowie, like... Third Dalton film in 1992, yeah. which is Dalton versus Bowie. That
1: would have been good.
0: Oh, so yeah. James Bond finds a Mike creature on a dead secret agent. We've got to go investigate this guy, he's selling horses. Let's go hang out. Yeah, they're, they're like <laughs> magic
1: horses or something. They can go super fast because of technology or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and that's
0: because they wanted to do some horse stunts. And Patrick McNee is there. And Patrick McNee, who is John Steed in, in The Avengers, uh, who is in this purely so they can be like, do you know it would be great if we cut The Avengers by casting John Steed and mm-hmm. had him pretend to be james bond's butler and then get
1: murdered off screen while
0: washing his car yeah and it is like oh gross and then you know the russians christopher Walken used to work for the russians so all the you know the head of the kgb who's in all of these films shows up just like we had the minister of defense and m and q and then yeah they're all there and 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 money penny and the only the reason i bring up the kgb scene is because uh, the head of the KGB has a buddy guard, It's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, Incredible to see because, young Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, cause,
1: Cause as, as we've mentioned, I think several times before on this podcast, Dolph and Grace Jones were dating at this point. And so she like got him a cameo. Yeah,
0: Yeah. And he's just sort of standing in the background. And you're like, Oh fuck, it's Dolph Lundgren. Well, yeah. Dolph Lundgren looking exactly what the people who did the costume and hair design for Spike on Buffy were aiming for <laughs> and missed. Um, and, you know, then it's like, oh, he's, oh, he's going off to, to San Francisco and, you know, there's a whole, like, a game of Cat and Mount and, like, this is over to our film and about 40 minutes of it is on this fucking horse ranch. Yeah, and you're he, like, he's, he spends so much fucking time at Zoran's horse
1: farm pretending to be some other guy just, like, living in his house and
0: having sex with Jones in one scene for yeah, no, no reason. reason. Well, like Roger Moore will have insisted or some fucking book and like, and it like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then they go to San Francisco cause to blood the thing and they go down a well, mine. They,
1: they yeah. Like James, <laughs> they, they think they've killed James Bond and who cares. And yeah, then they go to San Francisco. We find out that Zoran's plan is like, he owns a bunch of oil wells around California but he's not pumping oil out of the ground. He's actually like forcing seawater into the ground so that he can, so that he can like exacerbate all, all of the fishes in the ground in California.
0: Yeah. Part of this, uh, he reveals uh, in a scene in, in his evil Bond villa lair, which is, uh, 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 it, you know, the big ring of circle, mm. the big circular chairs with all the mm. business people around the world. And he's like, I have a plan. I've got it's a map. Evil. It comes out from the ground. And one guy, and it's like, Let's do the Bond thing. And one guy's like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, cool, you should leave. And so then he's going down some steps. Grace Jones presses a button. The steps turn into a slide, open a thing. The guy falls out, reveals the whole thing's been taking place in a blimp. <laughs> and you're like, oh, great. It's,
1: it's, it's an it's incredible reveal. It's
0: the one thing I've wanted in a Bond film is a high-paced blimp chase. Because if there's one thing they're good at, at doing is pace. Yeah, uh, the... the
1: the climax of a film yeah, and, and involves an action, scene, an action scene with a blimp, and it is the slowest, least interesting action climax I've ever seen,
0: maybe. Uh, no, it is, an, again, another, like, so much of that sequence is in the editing. It is, again, another metaphor for this film in that its lead, the blimp, is slow, and they have to do so much work by cutting yes. or, or cutting to other things, and it is... Like there's a Nazi scientist who lights a cartoon stick of dynamite. Like uh, um, the, uh, like shmoo, shmoosh shmoo, Plot plot plot. It's a fucking James Bond film. Yeah. Um. Uh, it, Ta- Ta- Tanya Roberts is in
1: there for a while. Yeah. Uh, not doing much. Uh, there's there's
0: like there's a Russian secret agent who shows up for like a scene, which makes sense when you realize it was probably written to be Barbara Bain slash Barbara Bach. Who was the spy who loved me? Barbara Bach, mm. who was the Russian spy Bond fell right, in love yeah. with it. Kind of makes sense if it's her returning. Yeah. And kind of as a way to kiss goodbye to Moore, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So she she, she shows up for a scene and they fuck in a hot tub while listening to Tchaikovsky. So much of this film is people telling Roger Moore how good he is at sex. Yes. And it's like, ugh. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the,
1: the, 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 the like cold open ends with, with one of those things where he's completed his skiing mission, he's got all the stuff he he needs now, and now he's he's back in the like the disguised uh, submarine iceberg with with some spy lady, and he's like, what's oh, It's five it's five days till we reach Alaska, yeah." And then and then they fuck. I mean, he fucks Grace Jones. And then he fucks this Russian spy, I
0: think this has the highest body count I, of a Bond film. Yeah, uh, I think that's one of the facts about it. Um, unless I believe it's one of those ones where it's like you have to work out how many he implicitly sleeps with in on Her Majesty's Secret Service when he's in Tilly Savala's um, sex bungalow. Um, <laughs> um, but it is. Can I tell you one of the worst, one of my best jokes that has never done well with an audience? Sure. So you remember the Olympics, twenty twelve Olympics? Wasn't it great when when James Bond? Sc- Parachuted in with the Queen, and I was like, "That's great," because you know, when when James Bond parachutes somewhere with a woman, you know what they're gonna do next. (laughs) 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 People do not want jokes about the Queen fucking. Uh, The thing that for me, when this film works, yeah, stunts, Hmm. people having fun, Christopher Walken and Grace Jones wrestling, but it is also in like my familiarity with. Like Bond is an object, and it is like, oh, it's nice hearing the action theme, 007 yeah. with with eighty synths in it. Like, that activates something in yeah. me. I mean, and like that, that 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 stuff also works
1: for me. I think that stuff is oh, super yeah. fun.
0: Well, because that was yeah, yeah. that was going to be my question. Like, almost everything I like about this is is in reference to something else. It's not good on its own terms. Yeah, uh, it's and it's not even good on those terms. So yeah what is it like someone who has much less engagement with it like it's like it sucks eh? I, I mean yeah like I
1: I've I've never I I've I've watched like pieces of 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 Roger Moore Bond films before I've I've never liked him at all Yeah and, and like that's because like the, the the like first the first Bond film I saw was Goldeneye I mean I sort of grew up while Daniel Craig was happening and then the ones I got really into were the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah, and so he, he is just so not my conception of of a character at
0: all. And like the one thing you can give Moore's performance in Bond in this is while it is obviously his last film, and, and he has he made much hay later in his life joking about how he was far too old to be yeah. in this film. Um, is is that he's not phoning it in in this, yeah. and that's just because he seems to be phoning it in in all of his performances. Yeah. He is just this wry, smug shit who, who like, kills people and then is like... And then does the worst one-liners in the world. And, like, yeah. Roger Moore's contract said he could have as many Cuban cigars as he could smoke. Like, that is kind of all you need to know about his performance yeah. as James Bond. It, it I think, reflects really poorly... On the psychic state of the 70s and 80s that they were like yeah this guy is good and not only he, he, he is the defining vision of cool yeah and it is just so just this 40 and then 50 year old man sleezing his way across the world and like the films the bond films he's in that are good are good it's, despite it, him yes and it is like like so much for me of what makes Spy Who Loved Me work is like I think it has great set pieces and because you have Barbara Bach working so hard to sell what is the opposite of him that that what is the Russian Bond and it is like this icy Russian you know uh, Snow Queen mm. and, and yeah God I just yeah it's it's shy as well I like yeah. there's just there's actually. Oh, I I don't think it can be stressed. This film is two hours 10 and it would be long at 80. Yes. The, the, this 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 film is a, about
1: like three minutes shorter than than North by Northwest. And it feels like I could have watched North by Northwest four times while while watching this.
0: Well, and so, and it is just that the, the really interesting thing of like, we didn't, we talk, there's, there's a fire in a building in San Francisco and he escapes on a fire truck. Yeah. And it is like, I didn't even think about it. And that's because that is, you know, I've seen this film five to 10 times mm. and I never think about that. And that's just because it just doesn't like anyone would remember that. It is just, it has no consequence. And that's because yeah, they th- haven't, th- th- this
1: is a film. I will not remember pretty much anything about tomorrow.
0: Well, and that, cause they have to work. they they're perpetually having to work around the fact that James Bond is borderline geriatric in it. And like, that's not to say that 57-year-olds are old. But Roger Moore is. Roger Moore is in this film. And yeah. it, it's just so it feels so it's so It's it's leaden. It's leaden, but it is also like kind of like this is the Bond film that only exists because Thatcher's Britain wants to make friends with Reagan's America. Right, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it is like yeah, it's shy. Yeah, I don't really think there's more to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a bad movie with some good stunts and a couple of fun performances, but it's not it's not really that much to 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 talk about. So uh, after uh, after Zoran like uh, uh, st- uh, like puts his plan into motion to blow up all these explosives in a mine to to trigger the the San Andreas uh, uh, fault line, uh, and then that sort of doesn't work and. James Bonds, hang from a blimp now. You turned to me and said, then what would you do if I told you there was there was 30 minutes left of this? Uh-huh. And I said, Well, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you're lying to me. But if I even considered that that was true, I would die. I would expire on the spot. I've been watching all of the Fast and Furious movies this week. And most of the Fast and Furious movies are longer than this movie. Yeah. And I'm also not a huge fan of those movies, but, but they all, they like, even the ones that are half an hour, that are like 40, that are like 20 minutes longer than this feel shorter.
0: Yeah. It, I thought you were going to, yes, I absolutely agree. It has real pacing problems. It has real, like, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't whip. No. I don't think it whipped at the time. I think the best you can say about it is that it so thoroughly killed this idea of Bond dead that they had to make Dalton films, yeah. um, which, which are not, not James Bond films, but they are at least a little...
1: They are a very different conception of, of what this character is and like what he stands for. Yeah.
0: Um, and I thought you were going to talk about how um, when when uh, uh Walken Zorin mm. has put his um plan into motion is that he just pulls out an Uzi and starts machine oh, gunning Which, which is crew, that, that,
1: that's a that's a great moment. Yeah
0: uh, uh while while laughing. Yeah. Uh, and, and just because he's insane. We learn that he is a genetically bre- a Nazi scientist bred him to be a s- evil super genius at some point. Yeah. Um and, and Roger Moore has cited that as the point of like this is not what I think Bond is. Um, and it is like, no, but that is like the extent, like that's how like a Bond villain should be, like yes. a cackling mad maniac um, and, and, and it, who is sadistic. Mm. And, and you do, you put Bond as the opposite end of that, yes. right? And it is like, it's like, that's not what I thought it was. It's not mm. about laughing while killing. I uh, just like, I think it reveals so much, um, about Roger Moore as Bond. Yeah, and that, like that, that's something that I
1: love about like *Licenses to Kill* is the, 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 the bad guy played by Robert Darby is kind of exactly that. Yeah, Here he is this monstrous sadist who like blows up a guy in a in an industrial microwave at one point.
0: Yeah, it's a scuba decompression. Oh chamber, right, right okay, yes. I,
1: I, I was, I was oh. never, I was never super clear on on what that was, but uh, but so and then Timothy Dalton, he both feels like. A real counterpoint to that, but also it's one of the few times when when a movie like this is pulled off for like we're not so different you and I I thing because it's like it's you feel Bond becoming you feel him being broken and and becoming cruel in in the way that the bad guys are
0: yeah yeah what I mean just yeah what does it say about Roger Moore and Roger Moore era Bond that that was the limit they drew after seven films that include like just multiple cases of him of different degrees of like sexual coercion and. Cruelty and like yeah, that that's about a guy who goes around killing people and like and, and then joking about it that the, the villain can't have a, a psychotic break, and you know yeah. like but then, uh while you were chatting just then, I've looked it up, and uh, we're wrong, oh, really, you know matt Matt Hall uh a no. box, yeah, 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 no he he uh he he's written a review that has entirely. Uh, uh change, change changed my mind. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. This this is his five-star review. He's also given it a heart of uh, 1985's A View to a Kill. Oh, okay. Here we are at last. The end of the Roger Moore era of Bond, in the film that I have seen more times than any other. A View to a Kill. I don't really know what the popular opinion or general consensus on this one is, but let me tell you,
1: the general consensus is, is I believe negative. Yeah. We chose this because it's uh, the the lowest rated uh, Roger Moore Bond film on Letterboxd.
0: Oh yeah. Easily. Mm. I mean, his is the, is the flop era of Bond and and like the, the, the spy who loved me and Moonraker are are good in a way where they're like, they would be average Connery films, Mm. you know? Um, and Lazenby's film is good. Lazenby isn't good, but that film is good. Right, right. Um, uh, I don't know what popular opinion or general consensus on this is, but let me tell you, this is probably one of my favorite of this era, and of Bond in its entirety, and it feels to me like it really sets Bond on a path to modern takes on the character and the franchise. It just feels so much more in line with the newer films and less like a generic 80s action movie. Uh, just to editorialize for a moment, that's genuine opposite day whacking. Us. Yes. Like, anyway. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's something, this paragraph is okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, okay, this paragraph is okay until I make this noise. Ding!
1: There's something. And, Im- and that's when you're going to give it a cinema cinema.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's something immensely enjoyable about this entry in the franchise. Is it Christopher Walken playing gangster? Is it Grace Jones stealing the show as Mayday? Ding! Is it the bloke from the Avengers TV show dropping in and getting swiftly killed off? Is it that for once, the story genuinely is damn good (laughs) and feels natural? (laughs) Well, that's for you to decide, I guess. Okay, I've decided. uh, uh, I've decided. No, there are like three different scenes that are just let's let's see some horse stunts now. Uh, for me, it all just works and culminates in a thrilling outing for Bond and a fitting farewell to the chap that I'd argue is the face of James Bond, even now all these years later. alan Partridge wrote this review. <laughs> Roger Moore is and always was the definitive bond, yep, back don't you yes. know they were like uh we're casting you because we cannot get the definitive bond, Roger Moore when is, they cast is too busy
1: being the saint.
0: And even after six previous stints, he came back one more time and absolutely nailed it. Oof. Mm, what, what do nailed and it mean to you? Mattel? Well, it's a show where you make cakes. Uh, uh, after a pretty abysmal experience with Octopussy, a view to a kill provides an immensely enjoyable watch and proves beyond any doubt that th- <laughs> <laughs> that the party don't, doesn't don't start until he walk in.
1: Yeah, that's kind of fun.
0: Virtual Kill absolutely deserves five stars out of five. I just like... Can you you report that to spam, uh, please? So much of the time, (laughs) I think we we read these negative reviews and it feels like we've watched the same film and almost have the same thoughts and the differences taste. In that, yeah
1: okay no it's it's like a mandela effect universe <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah 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 do you know what matt hall's top four films yeah, are I, I sure do okay one is technically a series. uh is uh is
1: is is it decalogue
0: oh uh, yeah no you are aiming okay okay i gotta tell you <laughs> that you i was gonna say you won't find subtitles here one of these films does contain subtitles right but Absolutely do not think about that <laughs> i think oh, I think maybe all of these films at points contain subtitles mm. you you would never do that would never be in your top level of information about right. them, but you're th- like just entry level uh is, is it a is it a fairly recent one it's
1: very it's this year right yeah it's, it's like uh, uh it's like mayor of east town
0: no you're still you're still too you're still too uh, uh whos who's who's in it Okay, I'll have to go quite away down the yeah, cast yeah. list. Connie Nielsen, Kieran Hines. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg. Harry Lennox. Oh, oh, this, this is this is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh, the next one. Oh, I don't know how you give Okay, I will there are two here that it feels hard to give clues about that aren't, you know, like yeah, they yeah. feel so big. And this next one is uh a uh yeah it's it's like it's a space opera All right um is is it about a war in the stars yeah okay dang you got that one it is star wars yeah so there's another one uh it, it, it's it's a more thoughtful base film i'd call it i i find this film boring but i don't dislike it and if i was cruel i would call it the unthinking man's 2001 oh okay uh uh which
1: uh which decade? Like teens. Teens, okay. And it's 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 not ad because you don't like Ad Astra. Uh
0: No, it's too small. Bigger. Bigger. Justice League, Star Wars. Yeah. I mean it's not that scale, but it's Oh. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is uh the worst becker Abbott adaptation i've ever seen
1: it was beckett yeah uh I, I don't know a lot of beckett is, is it is it waiting for godot no yeah uh uh who who's who's oh okay is is it okay is it not actually a beckett adaptation you is it is that part of a bit or right okay uh is it waiting for guffman <laughs> what other beckett plays do you know i I don't think I know any.
0: Oh, okay. I'll go down to the cast. Right. Uh, John Slattery, isn't it? Uh, yeah. From From Mad Men. Yeah. Linda Catalini, another one. I oh. love uh, Catal. Oh, I should. We Cal- Catalini alert. Uh, uh, James Darcy. Terry Notary. Kim Jung. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Ty Simpkins. Ross Marquand, Grillo, Frank, Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: It, oh, is this a Marvel movie? game? Yeah. Yeah.
0: By Samuel Becker.
1: Yeah. D- didn't know how to play called cool,
0: that. And the last two podcasts I've recorded have both re- at points pivoted on the person I'm talking to not knowing about the Samuel Becker play in <laughs> game. Here is the comparison I want to make between the films. North by Northwest is a film about a man who's a little past it finding new energy. Um, and a view to a Kill is a film. Who's a man about a little part. Who's a little past it. Who refuses to believe he's out of energy. And it just ends up embarrassing everyone. Yeah. One started a f- uh, one codified a genre and the other kind of buried one. I don't think there's actually much to unpack in that, but I think it is. Something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's correct. And like watch North by Northwest. And if you are watching all the Bond films in order, like if watch you, if if you Who Loved Me and Moonraker and skip the other five Roger Moore films. If if you're a Walking completist, watch this, I guess. Yeah. And even then skip the bits he's not in. Yeah. Because he's great. Yeah. He looks so good. He, he does. He's he's got this like He's got this like bleach
1: blonde hair in a movie. It's all slicked back.
0: Um, there are many. I believe he was doing an accent that they had to dub in some scenes. Right. Yeah, because sometimes he sounds kind of
1: German, and sometimes he just sounds like Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben. Yes. Where can people find you online? Uh, who cares. You can find the show on Twitter at shitesoundpod, or you can email us at shitesoundpod at gmail.com.
0: Uh, I'm Yutha Lives uh, on many social media platforms. Uh, if I'm not listed under that name, it's because I don't want you to find me. Sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Dean's List. You can sign up at bit.ly slash Lives. I've tried the podcast, The Slow Path, where me and my partner Briar watch Doctor Who until we die. And the other is called uh, The Witching Hours, which is an audio drama podcast. Our theme song is... The Nux" by Kazan Blam. Check out on Bandcamp. What are we watching next week, Finn? Uh, next week,
1: we are watching uh, two films about uh, time travel. Yeah, there's only connection between yeah. the two of them. We're watching one film that is essentially an animated film, and one film that was
0: made uh, by someone who started off in animation. Yeah. Again, the only, no- uh, only connection between uh, Chris Marker's s- Twelve Monkeys <laughs> and Terry Gilliam's La Oh, <laughs> Cool. Hey, if you like the show, uh, like and subscribe, tell your friends. Yeah, why not? Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go Go
1: watch watch them. them. is Also, probably not going to go on the podcast, but uh, in, 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 the, in the children of men episode, yeah, we didn't talk at all about Inside Man, which was the same year as Children of Men, yeah, and as another incredible club on before. Like, when
0: we get to our third doing all the films of someone after, um, after the, the
1: Fastbinder and the Furious Bender
0: and our uh, Orson Wheels, the Ensign Wheels, yes, where we should do like, uh, oh, okay, like. Killing me Spike <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. <laughs> what do you do when your mind contains <laughs> I'm a, I'm an alien even to <laughs>
2: Okay, anyway...